I have had a vision that I am going to be president of the United States someday. And I have accepted that responsibility. And nobody, I mean nobody, is going to stop me. You good at flying? Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. we'll do it on the fly. <laughs> All right. He's not making a list until you say his name. All right. <laughs> We're ready to go? All right. And hello, and welcome <laughs> to a new episode of Fascinated with Film. What's going like on? got punched in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that. Oh, man. I, I was physically abused in the ear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, haven't seen you guys in forever. I know, dude. How has everybody been? I've been doing pretty good. Dave, I'm calling on you. Wait, Dave's not at the table. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean I'm not at the table? Oh, yeah. there he is. <laughs> I just got, I just got an $80,000 piece of paper in the mail. Wow. Yeah, how do I get one of them? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got to pay $80,000? You got to get paid $80,000 and I'll oh, give you a piece of paper. Damn. Yeah. That's a bummer. Uh, I think I'll pass on that. Yeah, I think I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, you got your uh, diploma. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome, dude. It's weird they physically still give those suckers out. I guess people, Some people want, like to want frame them, them and the put it on their wall. And well, my I girl mean, has them on in her office. On I the would wall. never hang my bachelor's degree because everybody has a bachelor's degree nowadays. But yeah, master's, master's degree, degree is, yeah, master's degree yeah. is a big one. The doctorate, yeah, get, that's the right one above it. There you go. Yeah, how's your mic going on right there? I don't know. You, you tell me. Just tip it up a little bit. Well, let me listen to my earphones. Yeah, yeah. yep. Now it's <laughs> listening. You don't even have earphones on. Yeah. I can't do the earphone thing, man. I, I know what the sound is in the room, yeah. so usually I can keep yeah. at our levels at the right thing. Like, we filmed the last episode was filmed at my house, which is actually, you, you might not even be able to tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't know we have a YouTube channel? Yeah. Oh, man, all those times you're picking you, your nose, um, you don't even 50, know. 50,000 hits a day, man. Did you see Elon Musk smoking weed on uh, Joe no. Rogan's pod? No. no. Did he not know it was being recorded or something? No, he or he just didn't recorded and He just asked if it was legal. Yeah, and, and they do it in California. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, and so he sat there and puffed with Joe Rogan. Oh wow, cool. And I was waiting for. I was. I look at stock stuff a lot, and I was waiting for the stock to stock drop. wires to come up. And you know, is Tesla in trouble? Potts Motors yeah. CEO is yeah. running the country, oh, into the company up. into the ground. Yeah, man. right. He's the cool guy, man. Yeah, that's where the information comes from. Man. All the inspiration. <laughs> Absolutely, well, man. We should give a shout out to our boy Bert. Who unfortunately uh, uh, yeah, oh, passed yeah, away yesterday, right. Burt Reynolds. It's a shame. We grew up. Everyone grew up with him. I was telling my wife because she she knows him really well because her mom was a huge fan of him. Like all, everyone's mom was a huge fan of. You know, uh, he basically and I told her I said he was the Tom Hanks of our parents' generation. You know, yeah. he everyone loved him. Everything he was in, they all went and saw. And he was just a superstar. And, and, from, and from what I hear, a really, really nice guy. Nothing but nice things have been coming out about him uh, since then. Uh, he, he liked his blonde women, uh, for sure. He, he dated, uh, because he dated Lonnie Farrah Fawcett, Lonnie Anderson, Lonnie, yeah. Anderson, and Diane Cannon, which I think you're going to be talking about in one of your movies later. Oh, maybe I'll. Oh, you're going to throw Well, now you got him, man. Well, maybe I won't Bruce, mention her. Bruce's girl. <laughs> Bruce's girl. Yeah. Or uh, Bert's Bert. girl, sorry. Uh, Who's Bruce? So what's your, uh, before we get started, what's your favorite Bert movie? You know, I, I think my favorite one is actually The Longest Yard. Really? Yeah. That's a good one, man. Yeah, I, I really like that movie. And, you know, I mean, he was a quarterback at FSU. Yeah. So oh, you yeah. know, it was a natural. I love the August Yard because not only do you get a sports movie, you get a prison movie too, and and a comedy, and a comedy. You know, yep. uh, so really yeah, great. I really like. Did that you have movie. a favorite one that you went? Um, I know you were a huge Cannonball Run fan. Yeah, I like some of his weird ones. Stroker Ace. Yeah, Stroker Ace was a great. <laughs> I don't one. know if you remember that one. Oh hell yeah, I owned it. I love it. it. I one of the. Uh, 
I love two random ones that he did that I love is both Sharky Machine and Stick. Stick was an awesome one, man. That one had Dar Robinson in it, the yeah, stuntman. Yeah, yeah. Remember, he was an albino in it, and he got thrown off the building at the end. That was a really, what, really good one. Oh, wow. Which, uh, which Smokey and the Bandit was the one when he had the shark on the roof of the car? It must have been two, because three, I, had the, three I don't even the, remember. With the, the elephant? the short guy and the, and the big guy, and it uh, they were Texans, remember? Yeah, yeah, Well, they were in all of them, I think. Oh, were they? Yeah. He was the one, they were the one that made the deal. They that, were betting uh, him that he couldn't yeah. get from Yeah, remember at the coast. end, he said, well, you, we want you to go to Massachusetts and pick up some clam chowder for us. <laughs> <laughs> number two was the one when they were transporting the elephant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, number right. three was bad, man. Number three wasn't even worth watching. It was really bad. I think I only ever saw the first one. Yeah. The first one was great. Yeah, Deliverance was, was a fantastic movie. Even his later stuff. Loved him in Boogie Nights. Loved him in Striptease. He hated Boogie Nights so much. Yeah. No, yeah, he fired his agent. Really? After it, but then yeah. he was nominated for like a. I think he. I don't know if he won the Golden Globe or if he was just nominated for it. But he, I remember he fired his agent afterwards. That's funny huh. because he thought it was so bad. But then everyone turned out to love it. Strip tease was Does one of the funniest things he ever did. Back? Oh yeah, what's that? Yeah, strip tease. Oh, well, that was when the he's Elizabeth? smelling. Yeah, no, with the uh, no, that's uh, uh, showgirls. Dem- that showgirls. Yeah, yeah. Demi Moore and Robert Pattinson. Oh, that's the one where he grease himself up. Grease him himself up with Vaseline and yeah. smelling the, uh, <laughs> the lint. Uh, the lint. Oh. He's walking around in his boots. His, yeah. his he boots. didn't fire his agent yeah. after that one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that one was super funny, man. Yeah, it was. Uh, from what I hear, though, he did not shoot a single thing with the Quentin movie, so he's not going to be in the Quentin movie. They're going to um, have to recast him. Oh, yeah. really? So my brother-in-law sh- shot with him for a few days. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, for a commercial. He got lucky because my brother-in-law does those. Yeah. They convert Camaros into Trans Ams. Oh yeah, I remember you telling and me about this. And they put new engines in them. They basically build it, so it's it looks like an old Trans Am, but yeah. it's got like a new everything. Right. I saw a bunch of interviews with him yesterday, and it was really great to see him. He really loved the industry, and he said uh, that he hates when he hears actors complaining about about. Uh, work or not enjoying what they're doing and everything and he's like man you're in you know he, I enjoyed every second of everything I did and they they asked him if he regretted not taking a couple of the roles because he was offered everything back in the day he was offered Han Solo he was James offered Bond. Jones he was offered James Bond and yep. he turned them all down and he, he was like can't see Miss Bond yeah he says I can't he, he, what he said was he I can't look at himself. He can't look at that. You know, you can't dwell on what you didn't take. You yeah. have to just enjoy what well, you did if he take. Had, if he had taken it, maybe he wouldn't have been a very good. Well, yes, he, he it would have switched him. You know, I mean, his his entire career, which he was very thrilled to have, would have went in a different direction. The people that he met in movies. I mean, he didn't meet Farrah Fawcett until he was doing certain movies, and same with Diane Cannon and uh, and Lonnie Anderson. I mean. He did those movies with those. Uh, he did Lonnie and you know, Lonnie and she was on Stroke Race with. So. Was he already married to her at that point? I'm not sure. I'd have to look at a timeline in that. She was good. And how w- connected he was with. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> how connected he was with Ned Beatty, too. And Ned Beatty's still right. around. And I've heard other people come out uh, and give their condolences. Mary Lou Henner was out giving her condolences because he did Evening Shade. Uh, for the longest time with her, that TV show, Evening Shade. That I don't remember. Michael Jeter was in that. The uh, You know, the guy from uh, Fisher King. He uh, he played himself in three or four episodes of Archer, the voice. Oh, really? That's yeah. awesome. I still love uh, Norm Macdonald. Playing oh, with the Jeopardy? Li- oh, Jeopardy. yes. Turd Ferguson. Turd Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> or even the oh, uh, My Name is Earl episode. Oh, oh when he, Because remember, Burt Reynolds was the owner of the strip club yeah, yeah, yeah. in My Name is Earl, and then mm-hmm. he died in the show. Mm-hmm. And, they, and his son took his... over, and his son was just Norm Macdonald doing a Burt Reynolds impression. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it was really, really <laughs> that's funny. That's great. 
that episode where he's where, the episode where he had to go under the knife because uh, remember he he got kicked in the testicles. Oh yeah, yeah. He had to go under yeah, the knife, yeah, yeah. and he had Earl. He says, "Can you sing to me, Earl?" Can, my mom used to sing Freebird to me. <laughs> Jason Lee sing Freebird to him. Man, it was so funny. But yeah, he'll be missed. But I, like I had said, I put up a notice on our Facebook with a collage on there that it's the beautiful thing about actors, man. Their their movies will live on forever. Oh yeah, absolutely. Great when you have that kind of solid thing that people can look back and enjoy, even with writers and with actors and all entertainers. It's yeah. pretty special. People so. want to watch me. They got a very small window of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you had a hand in all the movies, though. I mean, yeah. All and the podcast, all those shots on. and the pan- yeah. hey, right. future dead on. Dave. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still alive. <laughs> as long as I keep paying my fifteen dollars a month to get it up there. Yeah. <laughs> so we have an exciting. We don't have any bird on here. I was looking. I was like, man, there is a couple of thrillers I could have put on here, like that Rent a Cop movie. You remember that with him? Very and uh, it had Liza Minnelli. It was really cool. I remember the. That's yeah. probably why I didn't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> no, she was young on that movie too, and she was pretty good in that. She I, was only was good like at that. Arthur. Arthur, that's the only thing I, I loved know her, her from. Arthur. That and uh, Arrested. Arrested Development. She was what number two? What, what was the mom's name? Oh, I can't remember. But they called her number two. Yeah. I remember they shortened her kitchen, and she she, she can't open like her doors <laughs> yeah. and stuff. She's like wondering what the hell's going on. Oh God. She was her relationship with Buster. Buster, yeah. So funny. But yeah, this episode is going to be all about 80s thrillers. Dun, we, dun, did, dun. we did 90s thrillers. What episode was that here? I can pull that up. Oh yeah, cheat sheet it up, man. I can cheat sheet that shit. You're full of cheat sheet. Well, now I had done it that for... That boy's got a lot of cheat in him. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, if you go to our Facebook page, if you're listening and you want to go back to our previous episodes, the best way to check out what the different episodes are is I put like a cheat sheet with the first 50 episodes and what their subject matter was. And back in episode 38, we did 90s thrillers, where Dave should have put Shattered on, but <laughs> he tried to put it on, he tried to squeeze it in on today, and we, he realized at the you last moment, oh. he's, he, he, he's like, it's 91, well, you're going to come in with, and be like, it was filmed in December of 89, Yeah, yeah. this shit on. <laughs> but yeah, I, the beautiful thing about thrillers is, it's, it's amazing how many, it crosses like almost three different genres. Oh yeah. It crosses dramas, horror. And action films, yeah, not as much comedy, but every once in a while, I guess you could say com- certain comedies, dramas too. Uh, I almost, yeah, dramas is what I said. Oh, I, I almost uh, pulled Clue out of the box because yeah. mysteries are suspenseful. You know, you might have had to argue that one, but <laughs> well, and, and you'll notice it's not like on Running the list. Scared. Maybe I would have went with because uh-huh. it's a lot more action and there is a lot of more thriller type stuff in that. So that I might have uh, had to uh, bow to you for, but. Uh, this one we've we've come up with a really great list. All fifteen of these movies, very thrilling, very exciting. I I love my list specifically because these are this was always a genre that I always gravitated to in the eighties. And anything, especially being a kid watching it, you wanted to be thrilled. For me, that's kind of what I love about movies. With movies like and easily could have been any of these movies on there is Raiders of Lost Ark. Raiders of Lost Ark. Uh, Temple of Doom. Those movies are just thrilling as shit. One po- one action sequence after another. Yeah. You know, you're gripping the side of your chair. You're wondering what the hell is going to happen next. That, that for me is when you can create that as a filmmaker. It's just amazing. Oh because yeah. Because when you're on the set, there's none of that shit. Right. You know, and you're like, how is this kind of sappy shit going to pull together? But when you got the music on top of it, yeah. And when you've got that great acting that really takes it to the next edge and the great screenplay, it really comes together to create something really. Uh, 
really awesome. And I feel that way with about comedies. When you can make somebody laugh or horror, you can make somebody uh, scared, scared to death. Yeah, man, that's a That's an amazing uh, feat that I, a lot of people can't perform. I only have one like really mainstream one. Oh, good. How about you, Justin? You got a couple mainstream All of mine are... You All know, yours pre-mainstream? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, all right. Because well, it, it was, always needs to be one of us. Yeah. <laughs> Here's today's day, but now it's you. <laughs> Day's going underground. Yeah, right. I mean, maybe not. I, I, I mean, these were all probably popular movies, but if yeah. you were to sit back and think of the thrillers in the 80s. These were there any of them nominated for anything? Oh, probably. I don't think of any of mine, maybe one of mine, was nominated for something. The, the other four were, I do not think, nominated. Yeah, I think I have one that was probably, I'm pretty sure, an award winner. Yeah, one of them you do have. Yeah, that is where I think there might there might even be one that did and shouldn't have. (laughs) (laughs) One of yours on there won best picture. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. I know which one. So, and we'll just go ahead and start with that. You want to start with that? Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's do it. At least I hope you had it pulled up around. See what's going on there. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, this one's going to be 1986 Platoon. Uh, I have a bunch of '86 movies on here. Do you? That's good. Good year. Good year. Um, yeah, and I mean, the cast for this is just it's phenomenal. Sick, yeah, Charlie Sheen, William Defoe, Tom Berenger, John C. McKinley, Kevin Dillon, Keith David, Forrest Whitaker, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, and it goes on and on and on. You know, I'm sure there's people I'm leaving Kevin out. Kevin Dillon, man. Kevin Dillon was crazy in this movie. Yeah, he was, I just man. watched him in The Blob the other day, and I forgot how oh, great wow. he is. I, I loved... forgot he was in that. Oh, man, he was awesome in The Blob. That was, was a very underrated movie. Yeah, it there. was. He was what? Yeah. What'd you say? The Doors. Oh, The Doors. He was great as Robbie Krieger in that movie. Huh. Uh, and I loved him in, um, what was the other movie that he was in that I really enjoyed him in? Damn it, it'll come to me. All right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I mean, Charlie Sheen is the, uh, Chuck Sheen, as you guys Chuck like to call Sheen. him. Uh, <laughs> Basically, this Chuck, is I'll do what the fuck I want Sheen. <laughs> personal story. Oh, so, really? Yeah. With embellishment. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually didn't realize he, that. Yeah, he was in he, Vietnam. He signed up for Vietnam. He wanted to... He, I think he, he wanted wrote to write, this movie, and yeah. he wanted Jim I mean, Morrison to star in it. Oh, wow. He really wanted to come back, and uh, I guess that didn't work out for him. Yeah. But... Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> Stop <laughs> putting music in instead. Yeah. Plus, Jim Morrison can't act. Right. Yeah. But no, and the soundtrack to this was great, too. Oh, you awesome know? soundtrack. Um, Anytime you do a Vietnam movie, if you do not nail the soundtrack, you're... Yeah. Especially when you got money, One of Johnny like, Depp's first movie. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. boot camp they put them through. I don't know if you know any of the stories about the boot camp that he put them through. He no. put them through hell, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. And all these guys who were going to be the infantry in the movie, they had to show up like... It was um, in the Philippines, I yeah, think. Yeah, or Cambodia. Cam- no, well, I all I remember is like Civil War broke out during the filming. Okay. Moment. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Civil shit. unrest or Civil War, one of the two. But he was... They brought all these guys in a month before filming. And mm-hmm. they put them through like shit where they were like... They had Dick Dale... Actually, shooting the he was the technical Dale advisor. Dale Dye, I always, always say his name. Dick Dale. Yeah, I like Dick, Dick Dale. Dale plays <laughs> surf rock guitar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows this guy though. If you pull up his page, what's his name? Dale Dye. Dale. I'm just gonna call him Dale. My yeah. buddy Dale. He can hang out with Chuck Sheen. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dale was the technical advisor. He's the real deal. He was kind of like Ar- Ar- Arlie Emery from Full Metal Jacket. Was he did the real deal. Of, he uh-huh. did Band yeah. of Brothers too. And he, yeah, he did. Oh, Band wow. of Brothers. He was in it, and he was the technical advisor. Oh, and wow. He was in. The, he was had a great role in. Uh, uh, casualties of war yeah right when he was screaming at michael oh, yeah. j fox he saved your life and now you want to ruin his career oh. it's really great uh we haven't talked about that movie yet because it's really difficult oh really i haven't <laughs> heard that nothing, you don't watch that movie twice oh no i used to own it man i used to watch it because there's some good stuff in there there's some difficult scenes there's some in difficult there. stuff but if you want to see really great uh stuff with sean penn and michael and, j fox uh, man was john really leguizamo uh 
He was in that? No, he, Ron Riley, John C. Riley was in And John Legmazaro. Oh, he yeah, was, yeah, he was. He was very young reluctant in it. Yeah, he was guy. the reluctant guy. Then there's the other guy who played one of the candy bar killers in Hudson Hawk. Oh, yeah, that's He right. was the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> the one that got his teeth yeah. knocked out? Uh, Butterfinger? No, no, not the big guy, but the, the smaller guy. <laughs> yeah. What was the other guy that... Oh, Caruso David was one of them. Caruso. Yeah, Caruso was His there. role was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he just would be in disguise, like, in the scene for, like, five minutes in the erect. Oh, wait, he's the statue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they they actually put them through hell. And if you listen to, the like, the commentary or the making of it, Johnny Depp says it was some of the hardest stuff he had to do. Oh, wow. And he was getting screamed at by uh, Oliver Stone's, oh, yeah. like, the real Dale director. He yeah. will scream. He will try to make you cry. He, was he giving will do whatever the hell. He was giving him a hard time on the set. Yeah. Remember when he was doing his death scene? Yeah, he's like fucking bullshit. Yeah, do it again. bullshit. I don't believe you. Do it oh, again. Wow. And he like, kept doing it over and do over like twenty again. times. Yeah, and the way they did the movie is when your character died, you got shipped off the set out, out of Didn't like get the Philippines. To say goodbye just, to anybody, just like that you would if you had died. On, oh wow, at the scene. So it was very intense. That's kind crazy. of production, and it shows and one best picture for it. Yeah. So yeah, why don't you tell us a little about it and what your favorite stuff is? Well, I mean, so it's just about Vietnam. It's about you know, Boom, a pl- yeah, you know, I mean, it's about a platoon <laughs> of guys. Sucks. I'm watching yeah. the Ken Burns Vietnam doc. Oh, really? Is it good? Is it as good as the Civil War? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? really Yeah, I've always been fascinated by Vietnam, you know. Or war in general, man. It's a horrible thing, but it's fascinating to see where it brings you, you know, how it changes you. Anyone that's known anyone that's been in the military that comes back to be a different person, they get it. I've seen it. I've seen people come back, like, go there as this weak, undisciplined people, and then they come back, and you're like, holy crap. Right. You changed. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) you're a completely different brainwashed person. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was the first time when I saw Steve Dunlop. Oh, really? He, he went to been in the military? army. Oh, I didn't even see him after that. He was in the army for years, and then he called me from Jacksonville one time, and he was on a boat in mm-hmm. the army. They had some boat that they took care of, and they were in Jacksonville getting work done. They yeah. had a three-day pass, and he came down, and he was very stoic. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting change, but my I, I'd have to say, I mean, I'm sure it's the, the most popular scene in the movie, you know, but... Um, the where William Defoe and Tom Berenger, you know, Tom just Berenger's, the dynamic between those two. Yeah, you don't oh get to gosh. see Berenger play oh, the meanest shit. That bunker scene was. Very, oh yeah, when yeah. He's ten years. Where he doesn't man. know he's like listening to ten him. Ten years in in Rikers, man. Yeah. He would crawl on the wall or Leavenworth. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, I so I, everybody knows it's about Vietnam, and there's plenty to talk about, yeah. you know. But that scene with William Defoe, where he's going to flank him, and Tom Berenger finally comes around. Yeah. And, uh. You and know. he like sees him and he Bob, smiles and yep. then he puts his eye back to the Bob can't watch that scene. He used to watch that movie over and over again yeah, back yeah. in the day when we lived in Port Charlotte and I was actually living at the house. And every time he was in the Marines, it wasn't during the war, but he was in the Marine Corps and he used to fix airplanes mm-hmm. uh, back in the day. But he was obsessed with war movies. But every time they were about to leave uh Willem Defoe, he would leave the room. Yeah. And he would wait and he would he knew it was like five excuse me, like five minutes or something and he'd come back in the room. Yeah. So it's just weird. It's one of those things that, man, you don't screw over your own people. That's what's so horrible about friendly fire yeah, or any of that stuff with Pat Tillman. It's yeah. really just sad and upsetting when you hear about that type of crap. Yeah, but I mean, you know, he just, he did it on purpose. Yeah, he then, was just a sadistic Yeah, scumbag. well, he, he had lost it. You yeah, know what I mean? He, he had, had just totally completely lost it. Lost it. And, and that scene you're talking about where he's just drinking the Jack, yeah. like just oh, straight yeah. up, man. And we, me and Dave know personally that Jack uh, Daniels will change some people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's the only one. I, I mean, I've seen other people get crazy, but he, his personality's 
Our, our stepfather. Yeah. He, my mom won't allow him to drink Jack Daniels anymore because he, he's a usually he, he'll drink beer all day long. Yeah, and he's just a and fun. He, yeah, he's guy. just a fun, goofy guy. Yeah. Uh, when he's drinking beer, but if you if you give him like three shots of Jack Daniels because he's got a lot of Native American in him, and it's a true thing, oh, yeah. man. If you give Native that American, like <laughs> it's it's realistically uh, that it, it affects them in a certain way. Uh, where his personality changes, you can see it in his eyes that yeah. like this guy normally would not uh, hurt me, but uh, I can see it in his eyes that he has the capacity to do it when he's on this type of shit. So I think everybody has that. Yeah, alcohol. Yeah. Tam yeah. Berenger certainly had it in the movie. Ten foot tall and bulletproof. Man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink. Tequila would probably be mine. I'm, <laughs> I'm not a drinker, so I don't. My favorite scene of this whole movie is actually the the end night sequence. Oh yeah, when. Uh, Corey Glover, the guy yep. from Living Color. Oh yeah, the guy, the lead singer was in this movie. He played. He played. He, the, he was in the bunker with Sheen. Yeah, and then they started like. He was just played that scared guy that yeah. would be like a majority Remember of people. Remember, stabbed himself in the stabbed leg. Stabbed himself in the leg. Oh, that's right. He yeah, didn't even think about it. Oh, it was grabbed quick. this giant blade and jammed it right through his leg. Yeah, that's oh. what the guy from Scrubs could have should have done. Remember, I. I oh, John I C. McGinley. John C. McGinley when he got his uh, his. Uh, pass kind of revoked. Yeah, it was just so you could hear his voice break up. Yeah. I yeah. need this man. Yeah. And, yeah. and then and then he put him in charge at the end. Yep, he was he had he took over the platoon. With that, it was watching those. It was grisly because after that battle was over and the movie was pretty much over. There's a famous group of people that were like the cleanup crew mm-hmm. came through and they were yeah. like cutting ears off of dead yeah. uh, Viet Cong. And uh, yeah, there was a lot of difficult scenes in it. Specifically for me, the scene with Kevin Dillon when they go in the village. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. and, and they, that played out so much. Oh, oh yeah, I, yeah. I've, I mean, and that is really what kind of was the catalyst for Willem Dafoe and Tom Berenger being like super pissed at each other because yeah. they had two completely different dynamics and looks. You know, you have Willem Dafoe that is the guy who is like, we're here, we have to kind of make the best of it, but I'm not happy about it. Right. We're going to do things as right as we as can. As humanitarian we got to realize that there yeah. are, like, nice people in this country where Tom Berenger's like, you cannot trust anybody, and yeah. anyone can be the enemy, and we don't care. You know, we should just, if it was up to Tom Berenger and Kevin Dillon, they you would just, just slaughter everyone and sort them out afterwards. Yep. Let but, God sort Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, some powerful stuff in that, and well deserved for a best picture because you got to remember around this time there was, I think, that Full Metal Jacket was before this, mm-hmm. but this was a time period where they were doing a lot of those Vietnam movies. What year was Apocalypse Now? Was that like Apocalypse 79? Now was like eighty two, okay. or might have been the seventies? Was it seventy eight or I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to check it up. So Platoon. So Platoon, great film, man. Great actors, and a lot of these actors went on to work with Oliver Stone in uh, subsequent films. You got uh, Chuck Sheen went on in Wall Street. Oh, that's right. To, with him and uh, a lot of these people kind of he continued likes, that relationship with him. him. Yeah. He hasn't done a whole bunch. The last movie that he did that I really, really enjoyed was W. I thought W was really well done. Yeah. W with Josh good. Brolin. I didn't see World Trade Center. It was okay. Yeah. It was it, it I'm sure focused he's, on something totally different. Totally different. It yeah. was like literally in one of the firefighters was yeah. trapped. And they were focused on getting him out, and that yeah. was the whole movie. Oh, had, wow. You heard some ancillary things going on. That's really the way to do it, where it's not going it to, like to trigger everyone. Every point yeah. of, of yeah, we're about twenty years out before someone can do that movie. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, that really kind someone of. Someone told me the trick of flying. If you want to go on vacation, book a trip 
on 9-11, the tickets are always like half price. Interesting. Really? Huh. Did you, so, you hear all the uh, people getting sick on the airplanes? I did. The Emirates. Vanilla did, did Ice vanilla was ice? on the plane. I heard the best line, the best tweet, because he's got a video of uh-huh. him recording stuff. Then uh-huh. he says, I guess everyone's he's come back from Dubai and he's filming the outside of the airplane. He's like, I guess everyone got sick. Yeah. And the comment on it is, stop, contaminate, and listen. <laughs> 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 so funny. <laughs> all right, Dave, what you got for your so thriller? I, for the 80s, I, I would be remiss if I didn't at least have this this uh, kid on a movie, it was kind of the darling of the 80s, was Matthew Broderick. Hells yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, I'm excited. War Games. Hell oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Love War Which, Games. Ali Sheedy, him, and Dabney Coleman. Yep. And, uh, and the, the astronaut from uh, Northern Exposure. He was Northern really Exposure, really but who was the cantankerous, one of the generals? Yeah, that was the guy. Is yeah, that the yeah, guy? Yeah, that's okay. the guy. No, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't this... Would you like to play a game? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I get this one and the one with the monkey. Would you like to play a game? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same director as... The monkey was X. Project X. Yeah, yeah. Because the had a monkey in it. I get those. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you you keep them separate. (laughs) But uh, I love the same director, uh, John Badham, I think. He also did uh, Short Circuit. And Nick of Time, and there was another major one that he had uh, done. Both we Oscar watched this. <laughs> <laughs> we watched this early on, man, and we loved yeah, this movie. This is man. probably one of the first times I remember seeing the internet. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. Oh yeah, and the computers in general, really. But the internet you know? had like the phone, like with the dial, the dial-up sound. Yeah. That, oh. God, like the scene where he's in, <laughs> and how smart he was, and the scene yeah, like where, where he was in the. Uh, the phone booth where he's taking apart the phone. That was the first time I saw someone take apart a phone. Yeah, me too, actually. <laughs> and he was yeah. doing weird shit with it. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? But yeah, why don't you tell us the kind of the premise? Which so, is a genius premise. I'm surprised they haven't remade this movie. He was like... He was messing... He, he met Ali Sheedy, invited her back. He was going to change her grades. Yeah, he was just trying to impress he's her. Trying to really. impress his, uh-huh. He's trying to impress her by changing his grades and, and changing her grades. She got kind of pissed. She did get pissed. Yeah, she kind of got pissed and said, you changed that shit back. Yeah. And then when she left, she changed it back again. Yeah. <laughs> but he's just trolling around yeah, on the internet. Around. Yeah, And he wanted to play some new games by a company that was going to release some games, I yeah, think. Yeah, this was early. It's this been must a long been like time 80, since Was I've this like 83? I don't remember. I, I think it's 83. So this was like pre-Nintendo, just mm-hmm. around uh, Atari, where there was uh, games Ab- on the computer. The Oregon though. Trail was probably yeah, Oregon the, Trail. the type of games game. you were playing. Yeah. Pong. Or that, that game from... Nice call. The... Yeah. Uh, the game from Big, remember the game he was playing in Big when you went into the cave and everything? That was yeah. a big game at the oh, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there was very like pre 8 bit, like 4 bit, I guess, would be what it is. <laughs> 2 bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 6 bits a dollar. <laughs> so, so nobody gets that. And this, joke. Was, <laughs> this was also with, when you showed a room and it was like a supercomputer. Oh, took well, I, was, over the whole I, was, yeah. I was reminiscing about that was a big, that was a big set. Oh, yeah. That was like almost like. Um, Doctor Strange yeah, love stuff. Now you have that on your phone. <laughs> the, the, what yeah, they had there in that computer, big yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's so crazy. But it, it, that was a big fear when computers were starting to be used to integrate with the yeah, defense. That they're dangerous. They could possibly they be could, dangerous. That they would get. There was a there was a uh, something that played out during the Cold War that was written in a biography like years later. Mm-hmm. There was a Russian um, analyst that was that was monitoring um, activity. And picked up U.S. warheads coming towards Russia, 
and he had like two minutes to make a decision on what to do. Oh, wow. And he ultimately decided not to forward the message up. Thank yeah. you to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a big fear because I remember growing up in the Cold War yeah. era in the mm-hmm. 80s and, you know, they told you, yeah. you know, Reagan hide under your desk for a nuclear. You know what yeah. happens when you hide under your desk during a nuclear explosion? You Reagan was a tough son of a bitch. We all, in, a, in America at least, we all kind of felt safe just because we knew he was, uh, unlike now, where we don't know what the hell the crazy man in office is going to do. Back then, Reagan at least had the smarts to be able to, you know, he was going to protect us and uh, end all this stuff from happening. But this was ripe for that time, too. Mm -hmm. And this was kind of based on that one programmer kind of created these games. And I don't know everybody else's list, but I guarantee you there's another Cold War movie somewhere, probably. Uh, Yeah. It was made a shitload of them Sort of, yeah. Kind of, sort of, yeah. And it was like, because it was a fear in people's minds. Yeah. I guess the same during mom's time, like during the Cuban Missile oh, Crisis. Oh, Cuban Missile Crisis was huge. Hell because yeah. Because that was about as close as we've Hell gotten yeah. to nuclear war in the last... And we can talk some 13 days when we go back and talk about yeah, that man, stuff. Man, that was a great movie. So now, because I, I don't remember, was it like an AI in the computer as the game, or was the game set up? Like, how did the, the game work that it was real? I don't remember. It was, it was kind of like AI. It was learning... Like, it had gotten, so Matthew Broderick gets, hacks into the Pentagon. He should have played chess. <laughs> Was that his first choice? <laughs> well, he had the choices. Uh-huh. And he decided That's... to play thermonuclear war. Oh, was God. what it was. <laughs> global, global thermonuclear Global thermonuclear war, yeah. Wow. And it's just, the, the computer was connected with, what is it, NAS something? What's the uh, the big, uh, the government computers um, over there? I think they call it something. No, NORAD. NORAD, there oh, you go. shit. So it's connected with them, and yeah, once he starts playing, uh, I think he played like one round and it was yeah. fine, but then it started going on It called own. him up, remember? Yeah, it called, it called him up. back, the computer called <laughs> him up and was like telling like him it's his moon. Yeah. And immediately the, the government, uh, like almost the NSA was notified because remember yeah. they were almost en route to his house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah like E.T. style. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they're <laughs> scarier, really. And, and he was he realized that he was in trouble and he was like shredding stuff and dumping stuff in the trash and throwing it outside, but they were going through My his trash and everything. My favorite scene is when they... They, so they find out the developer of the software. So they need to figure out how to turn this thing yeah. on. Right. So, but you should mention too the stuff with Dabney Coleman and the guy from Northern Exposure because they're, they're they, at, one of them wanted that more. command center was awesome because there's, there's a great command awesome. center. And I don't know if it was, it was supposed like to be in Nevada. And it was supposed to be in Nevada like or something. Crazy two foot thick doors that yeah. shut. So what doors. they think is they think Russia is about to begin a war because that's, they think those are the Russian two countries he launched the missiles, and, and that's they... another mistake Matthew Broderick. He could pick the countries, you know. So he picked the United States. He picked Russia being the other one, yeah. and then it just started off. And that's when that was also the first time anyone had heard of the DEFCONs. That's right. You know? Oh wow! And they yeah. went from DEFCON. What like it go down? It went up. It or, goes down. It goes yeah. down. So we were at DEFCON five, and right when that game started, they immediately brought it to number four. Oh, Oh, wow. And they were it's scared a good, shitless. It's a good element. So I guess there was only five levels. It's like the... Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like the... What is the... Doesn't they have a terrorist threat? Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. Saying, yeah, I think they do. Yeah. It's, it's like, like color code. Yeah. yeah, it's like, fuck that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know when's that magenta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the, Matthew Broderick and Alice Sheedy, the only people that know that this is not real. You know, don't believe what but you're seeing on the But they think he's a spy. Screens. Yeah, they think he's a spy. And I love all that stuff where he's actually... They bring him in. 
to like the facility and he has to like go through the walls and shit like that to escape and get out of there and everything and like you said him and Ali Sheedy kind of get connected and they have to go find the the crater falcon dude the falcon guy yeah he was like he named but he it was after like his son a, but he was like on an island Matthew Broderick he's like I really wish I had learned to swim like, yeah and he thought <laughs> nuclear <laughs> war was happening yeah, yeah. And uh, they got, they went back, I mean, they went back and stopped it. Yeah, and it was it this really, really tense, thrilling kind of scene at the end where, remember, he was, they were trying to play an alternate game to kind of balance it out. Tic-tac-toe. And, and, uh, yeah, it was tic-tac-toe. And he was uh, trying the different things to kind of make the computer stop playing the game because both sides didn't realize that he had the capability to launch these uh, missiles. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't just the computers showing them that this was happening and them not realizing it was fake. He actually those, had the ability to launch weapons. When the like the holders come off, the weapons, oh, and the, the steam rises, yeah. and, yeah. like, like, and they show the the top of the, the go the silo opening, yeah. Yeah. and it got right down to it the very, very end. Oh. What yeah. was what was that movie with Dan Aykroyd and oh, Chevy Chase? Spies like us. Like us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you gentlemen like a Pepsi? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of similarities between Spies Like Us in war games to yeah. be honest with you those yeah. types of All facilities facilities and who was bigger, than bro- bigger than bread box yeah. <laughs> things that are being electrocuted <laughs> <laughs> alright for my number five and this was a movie that I saw on demand when our parents got that kind of service back in like the uh, 80s well it had to have been 88 because that's when this movie came out and uh this was also Tom Berenger, and oh. uh, I love this movie. I had it on VHS. Me and Eric used to watch it. Me and you used to watch it, and it was uh, 1988's Shoot to Kill. Have you heard of Shoot to Kill? Oh, I don't think so. Phenomenal movie. Great cinematography, great mystery kind of thriller movie, too. So what happens is you've got uh, Tom Berenger, who... Uh, well, let's start before him. We've got Sidney Poitier. Sidney Poitier is... Uh, this is a sniper movie. Awesome. Uh, right? What's that? It's about a sniper. No, 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 no. Uh, That's Sniper. That sniper. Yeah. <laughs> Tom yeah. Good call with Tom yeah. Berenger. Okay. Is this the one where he's a teacher? <laughs> you just want to work Berenger and he says you can't have Shattered on our pod. Can't you? <laughs> he took up a lot of real estate. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, so Shoot to Kill, it started with this great diamond heist at the very beginning of the movie. This guy kidnaps the diamond owners of the diamond shop's wife and makes him go to his shop and pick up all the diamonds and bring them back to the house. And when he goes in there, it notifies the cops, the, the alarm system, and they realize what's going on, that he, this guy is stealing his own diamonds. Why is he doing this? And they, they realize that uh, what's going on is that somebody kidnapped his wife and they're holding him hostage. And they call Sidney Poitier in, who works for the FBI, and this guy is very slick, the guy who's uh, talking over the phone with uh, them, the guy, the di- guy who stole the diamonds. Mm. And he ends up coming out with his wife under a, uh, a blanket with him so the snipers can't see him. And, yeah. and he makes it to the car and he says, don't follow us. And they get to a certain length. And he says, I'm going to release her at the end of the pier. Uh, you stay where you are. And uh, Sidney Poitier plays it cool. And they hear a gunshot. And uh, they realize that this guy just shot this woman right through the eye oh, and got away. Shit. And they don't know uh, what he, uh, where he went. Well, come to find out, they realize that uh, they get wind that he uh, killed another guide right before... Uh, he was going to go up this mountain. Okay, now I remember. Yeah, so it took a second because I remember that one scene. Yeah, it was it was really great. Is and you don't know what he looked like. You don't know where he looked like, but what you that was the beauty of this whole movie. What made it thrilling? Oh, that's cool. Is, uh, 
uh, Christy Alley was bringing a group of like these weekend warrior type uh, guys up mm-hmm. through. Uh, they they were like accountants and shit like that, but they wanted to do <laughs> some problem with <laughs> They wanted to do some, <laughs> some thrilling stuff on the weekend, so she would take them up to the mountain to have this great excursion from one side of the mountain to the other, and they take them down, and it lasts like the whole weekend. Yeah. Well, they realized that one of the guys out of the five guys that are up there is this killer. Oh, wow. He's using this thing to get to the other side of the mountain so he can get away. Uh-huh. So uh, Sidney Poitier has to contact Tom Berenger, who does the same thing himself. He's kind of a mountain man. He, d- he knows the mountains like the back of his hand. Christy Alley just happens to be his girlfriend. And Berenger is already getting suited up. He's like, I heard what's going on. I'm going to go and I'm going to rescue. And he's very apprehensive to be a part of this with Sidney Poitier. And Sidney Poitier is saying, no, this is my thing, man. He says, this is what I do. And you're going to have to come up with, uh, you, you're going to have to have me attached to this with you. So it's like a buddy kind of movie where they get connected. And uh, at the beginning of the movie, you get Sidney Poitier, who's the city guy who can't handle this stuff in the woods. And then later on, they end up going to the city uh, uh-huh. to, uh, to get him. And it's more like uh, now Barringer's out of his element and everything. Right. But the stuff in the, in the on the mountain was really phenomenal. And what they did really well with this movie is they they cast a lot of actors who had played bad guys before mm-hmm. in movies, and you really didn't oh, know who the bad guy good. was. Yeah. You really had no clue. Including, it took a while. It, it took a while. So one of the guys was Andrew Robinson, who played the Scorpio Killer in, in Dirty Harry. Oh, wow. He was also uh, in Hellraiser. He plays a bad guy in fucking everything. Yeah. He would have been much of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he really was who everyone thought it was. Uh-huh. Another he was one, kind of a dick, Yeah, too. he was kind of a dick. Another one was Clancy Brown. Oh, Clancy yeah. Brown was from uh, Highlander and from uh, Shawshank. Shawshank. Shank Redemption to play the asshole train off the goddamn building. Um, yeah. And he also played he was in Bad Boys, the original Bad Boys with Sean Penn. He was the asshole prisoner. So he he had made a career of also playing an asshole. And then you had the uh the one that was gonna throw you for a loop was the dad from uh, License to Drive. Uh-huh. And who was also in the thing. He was another one of the guys, and then they had two more guys. So you you already have in it in your head, and you're like, who's the guy? And they, they did great shots where they made everyone look shady <laughs> yeah. at one point. Yeah. She, everyone said something, and then they do this this uh, like close-up on somebody, and he would do this thing with his yeah, eye and everything. Like, oh, that's him. I yeah. know that's him. Music in the background. <laughs> yeah. right? And they didn't, they didn't wait too long before you realized wh- who it was. And so when they get to the top, and this was one of my favorite stuff, is so you've got – they're cutting between Christy Alley and the group of guys, and you're cutting between um, – Barringer and Sidney Poitier going up and they're separate. They're right. like a day behind or something yeah. like that. So at one point when they get to the top uh, of the mountain and you get to see the rapids kind of going crazy below and everything and they're all taking a break and uh, a gun fell out of Clancy Brown's uh, bag. bag and uh-huh. it fell on the ground and this guy slipped when he was going for it and Clancy Brown says, grab the gun for me. And he, he grabs the gun and ha- Clancy Brown says, give me your hand. He gives him his hand. And uh, right when he's about to get up, Clancy Brown just lets him go Ooh. and falls off the thing. The other people don't see that. The other they? people don't see it yet. And it, they all end up getting killed like right there. Within a period of three minutes, he kills all the guys. Oh, wow. Yeah, he just boom, 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 takes them all out yeah. in different ways, throws them off uh, the thing. Andrew Robinson falls to his death and dies on the rocks the jump. and everything. He yeah, he puts it to his head and he says, jump, uh, and he just forces him backwards I'd rather get Yeah, you're just going to have to then, shoot me, buddy. So then at this point, it's just Clancy Brown and uh, Christy Alley, so he's his hostage and everything. Yeah. And so you've got these great scenes with Sidney Poitier uh, and remember they have to go do 
do that kind of rope thing across mm-hmm. the, the big, huge gap. Yeah. And uh, the rope breaks at one point, and Barringer f- flies down and oh, everything, wow. and they ha- he has to get Sidney Poitier to come off and get him. There's a great scene when they're, cu- when they're trapped in the snow, and they have to dig underground and, like, spend the night underneath the snow to huddled stay alive. Together. Huddled together, oh, almost wow. freezing to death. And then I think it was filmed in Canada. It was either filmed in Canada or Washington State because it really had that look to it. But then they end up getting to the city, and then they were fighting and chasing each other through the city, and uh, ultimately it ended up on the uh, on a ferry where they were chasing each other on the ferry, and it went down to this really thrilling scene where uh, where Clancy Brown was just heartless, man. He was just killing people, and he was taking oh, wow. people hostages and hiding behind their heads as they're trying to get a shot and everything. <laughs> and this was. Sidney Poitier was still of the age where he was. He kind of had that uh, that Murtaugh thing going on. I th- some physicality he, yes, to him. He still had some physicality to him, but he. I think he was the first person that said, "I'm too old for this shit." Oh yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> was kind of his line in the movie over and over. And he kind of mm. became really good friends with Tom Berenger through this whole thing. So it was it was a fantastic movie. So everyone yeah. should, what was the name of that one? Shoot to Kill. That sounds good. Really, really good movies. Check um, it out. So just along those lines, because it's a similar movie. Well, as far as climbing in the mountains. Yeah. Stuff. Do you remember that movie with Kevin Bacon and Sean Austin? Sean Austin. Who's Sean Austin? Sean uh, Austin Green. Is that his name? Yeah. The, um, the guy from Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Oh no, no, that's no, Brian no. Austin. Um, Brian the guy from Lord of the Rings that played Rudy. Oh, sh- oh Sean Astin. Astin. Astin yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rudy. Um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they were where, in a movie together. Yeah, where he he had to go on like a mountain climbing expedition. Who was the other guy? Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Wow. Kevin Bacon and Sean Astin in a mountain climbing movie. Yeah. It, it, no, they were like, <laughs> he's he was like, uh, it was gonna, just I'm them. Who else was in it? Do you know? I, I'll have to look it up after yeah, look my next up. movie here. Yeah. Yeah, do it because that sounds um, like something I would be interested in. Well, if it's I in, love Sean Astin. So. If, it's, if it's in the 80s, I might throw it on here. Um, all right. So, number two, um, I'm just going to go ahead and stick with the war theme here because, you know, Wolverines, goddammit. Um, Red Wolverines. Dawn. I love Red Dawn. That's man. kind of a. This was one of the first PG thirteen movies. Cold War movie. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was talking oh, very about. Much. Yeah, because it dealt with the Cubans and the Russians in this movie yeah. too. Yeah, and so you got again Charlie Sheen, um, but the late great Patrick Swayze. Uh, um, Patrick Swayze, Jennifer Grey. Yep, Powers Booth, Leah, Leah Thompson. Thompson, C. Thomas Howell. Yep, I have C. Thomas Howell in one of my movies on here too. Really? Yep, he was really great. Yeah, this was the first PG thirteen movie I ever saw. Oh, really? Wasn't when allowed I first to see saw it. it. It was awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah, wasn't allowed to see it, but went and saw it anyways <laughs> at my cousin's house. Uh, you this rebel. was a great movie, man. Yeah. Yeah, and so, I mean, now, do you guys remember where it was? Was it like Colorado or is it? Yeah, it was also Midwest. somewhere Midwest. similar in the yeah. Midwest. Because it became it got an occupied uh-huh. area. Like there was, you could go west and east and yeah. be in, what do they call it? Um, safe zones safe, or whatever. Yeah, the safe yeah. zones. Yeah, so, you know, it just takes place, and it's this group of people in this little small Starts town. Starts early on, too, man. Yeah. That's what was great about it. All right, just They're remember that school. teacher. Yeah, the teacher, the, the black yeah. guy. The big black guy. Yeah. The, usually the, the guy from Loaded, we- captain. Captain. Loaded yeah. Weapon. I don't even know why I'm yelling. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm <laughs> Frank McCree or something. But yeah, he's, like, giving a lecture, yeah. and the parachutes just start yeah. coming down. and You see guys parachuting in the, and on the lawn. Poises with the AK-47, strafes the fucking window, yep. and what kills one of the students. Yeah, yep. well, kills, kills him. him kills well, him. As he yeah. walked up to him, but then he shot the windows out. Yeah, it got real, real quick. And then yeah. everyone's just literally fleeing into their pickup trucks and trying to get away. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And as a as a kid, you're like, could I survive that? Oh yeah, it really that? did put you in that situation like, where you wanted to put yourself in your mindset of yeah. how would Give I? Give me a rifle, and you know, like, and we were we were not like. Uh, 
we we grew up with guns and everything, but yeah. we we weren't out hunting like these guys were. Right. And yeah. Much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know how to skin a deer, but if I needed to learn how, yeah, I'll, I'll figure how, it out. Yeah, oh, yeah, we'll I'll figure figure it out, out <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, so you know this invasion, this Russian and like you said, Iranian, Russian, Russian Cuban, and they snuck up through Mexico, I think. Yeah, that's right. Something. Yeah, and uh, I just remember um, Charlie Sheen was really good in this. Movie. Yeah, he oh was. yeah, yeah. yeah he was the brother of Patrick Swayze but, in this. Like, but Patrick Swayze, I almost was forgot really it was him. Absolutely, like. Yeah. He, and Patrick Swayze was. Awesome. He was really good. You could yeah. tell he was the leader of this group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and everything. And I love. For me, the best transformation of the whole movie was C. Thomas Howell. Oh, yeah, man. Remember, he ended up shooting that guy. That was yeah, one of them. That was my right. favorite part is when they made that kid wear the transmitter. Yeah, when he went into town and they told him not to go into town. And he came back and they had the people right to They had that beeping thing that would tell where the where it was and they found out it was him. And they were just sitting there debating what should they do with him and everything. And C. Thomas Howell just fucking shot him. Yep. Yep. Just blew him away. That, uh, Powers Booth, man. He Remember Powers it. Booth? He got it on the tank. Yeah, Powers Booth was great when they actually came across him sleeping. Remember, they were oh, like, what's yeah. the capital of Texas? Yeah. <laughs> Houston. Austin. Yeah. 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 He said it wrong. He said it wrong. come on, man. And, but it really got together with him, and they did a few missions with him, and they got, oh, like, yeah. this was a great movie to see the, uh, you know, those rockets. Yeah, oh, yeah, the rocket launchers everything, The stuff. rocket launchers. And you don't get to see the United States being the gorilla fighter yeah usually yeah no it was definitely a Do you have a, a favorite scene in this movie i you know i think my favorite scene is when he goes to see his dad in the camp oh yeah avenge know, me avenge me you know yeah. like Dean, uh, what's his name harry dean stanton yeah, yeah. that that really was really great that was a great scene to me or he, i like how he's like i i was hard on you boys and now you'll see why right and you'll thank for me for it yeah and that's you what i mean that whole own. scene you know yeah. like oh, really good man. it was it sad was there was a couple really, sad points in this movie yeah when he's holding gray was died yeah, she had the hand grenade. Oh, the even street. more so is where uh, where Patrick Swayze was holding uh, dead Charlie Sheen in his arms oh, at the end. Yeah, and then they he him. was so someone had Patrick Swayze almost looked like a different person. If you remember the face yeah. that he had, he mm. almost looked didn't even look like Patrick Swayze. Huh. He came right up against that Russian guy, and the Russian guy let him go. Yeah, he mm. just let him go, and it was crazy. Yeah, and also, I mean, you know the uh, the montage of them like oh, becoming yeah, yeah. militarized yeah. and taking the tank and, and stuff like that. Russian, they were right about to shoot a bunch of the yep. townies. Yep, and they were up on the ridge and they mm-hmm. shot them all, all the people first. That Man, my yep. favorite scene. Every time I watch it, I look forward to it. Is when they uh, are up on the rocks and they see the truck oh. drop the uh, box off of the back end of the oh, truck, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they go down and, and it's cereal and it's fruit and it's stuff like that. And right. they, you get to see them. But then like, the helicopter. Yeah, shot then the helicopter shot, and that's when Jennifer Grey gets shot. But they put the grenade in Jennifer Grey's hand, and they just kind of walk away and wait. She waits for someone to come check on her, and yeah. then lets go of it. And everything. Oh. That scene where she goes to the gas station and the tank pulls up. Oh, and they're under the ground. And she steals. Oh. Oh, yeah. They steal her. They steal her picnic basket. Yeah, but she had put a hand grenade in it. Yep. So knowing that they would steal it, right? And they blew the tank up, and then he, they start chasing him, and yeah. they pop up from those little hide blinds. Or yeah. even the scene where they're they're on they're on the ridge. Remember the guys are finding the arrow. Oh, he's talking. He's about talking about finding the arrow. And they're getting t- pictures taken. That was really uh, crazy when they were taking pictures next to the American monuments and everything. Yeah. Like right. we've invaded this country, take photos of us doing yeah. it and everything. Yeah. And then they realize that there's people underneath. They're hiding, and then they kind of bust out. I forgot them about them using the arrows to hunt too. Yeah, because they had to be silent. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I forgot about shot that. Shot that one guy in that scene, and he like 
Yeah. Like, like pulled on a wire. It was really real, you know? It was, yeah. And they it was made brutal. They made a remake of this, and I did not care for the remake. It was all it right. Was, it they made it Koreans, right? When they made it like yeah, North Korea. Yeah, because of And Chris you know, Helmsworth was in it. Which it just, would never happen. Yeah. I did no not. One's, no one's invading the U.S. No, not with, a, with all the. You know how many guns are in the U.S. Oh, I know. Every yeah. citizen's got two or three. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I heard a, I heard a quote from a you know a world leader the other day, and it was something along the lines of like nobody will ever invade the U.S. because everybody has a gun over there, yeah, at least like, one. Oh yeah. I don't even. Yeah. I'm not even a big proponent of, and I own a gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a fantastic movie. Yeah. Especially when you're like. 12 or 13. Yeah, like, absolutely. Oh, man, this is so great. Yeah, I remember my what interested me in it was because I, I was too young to see it. And I remember my brother and his friends running around in the yard screaming, Wolverine! Man, we Wolverine! all did that. You know, too, yeah, man. and so yeah. when I got a little older and I could watch it, I was like, and it came on. I think I was watching it and then heard him say Wolverines, yeah. and I was like, oh, this is the movie. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I know some people that thought that was the name of the movie for a while. Oh, yeah. yeah well, oh, really? Wolverines. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's what they should have done the remake. Should've yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that would have been again, cool. Then again, that would have been confusing with X-Men. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like doing the night. Is it a movie. bunch of people? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you got, Dave? Uh, little known movie, probably. Seen it. Death Trap. <laughs> I Ooh, love Death Trap. This is one of our mom's it. favorite movies. Christopher Reeve, Michael Caine. Michael Caine, and, and what's her name? <laughs> and uh, Burt Reynolds' ex. Burt Reynolds' ex. Oh, and come on, you guys. Lonnie Anderson? Diane Caine. Diane, oh. Diane Caine. <laughs> she was really great in this movie, too. She was really good in this movie. It was basically, other than one, the sweet... Other than room, the one act. Other than the Swedish woman... Play. There was only four people in this movie, yeah. huh. and it was it was definitely a play. We, me and Dave, have even talked about doing this play ourselves at Here the Hippodrome. Oh, cool! Uh, coming up four with people, ca- yeah, modernize, uh, modernizing the script a little bit and approaching the people at the Hippodrome Theater and saying we should do this because it's one of uh, Ira Levin, I think, is the director yeah. and it's one of his plays. Basically, so the movie very simple. Out, yeah, basically, it's Michael Caine is a is a lauded writer mm-hmm. who's kind of like at the end of his On career, the outs, yeah. I guess. And then his Christopher bi- Reeve. His big hits are already hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His, Christopher Reeve is like a new up and coming hungry writer who idolizes a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I, Michael I can, Caine. I can already see where this is. And Michael is going. Caine is pissed off Michael, that he is that good. That he's right. that good. He read his script and yeah. he's like, he didn't want to tell him how awesome it was. Yeah. But he really loved it. Yeah. And so um, he invites him over. And it was really uncomfortable, that whole yeah. initial... And Diane Cannon has a, uh, heart, a heart condition. Yeah, and she, she has to take nitro, nitro pills. And she she knows Michael Caine's kind of pissed and can get really angry. And, now, and, does he tell her what he's, she's, he's going to do? Or no, I don't think so. He just says so. he's really pissed at him, and he, he, he can't stand that this guy is the new thing, and... Uh, and she's hoping she's like, be civil with him. You know, you guys can work together, and this could a collaboration could be really phenomenal for you and for him. He learns from the older guy. The older guy learns from the younger guy. It's going to be fantastic. So yeah. So so invites him over, and they're talking. And Michael Caine's got this collection of like antique weaponry yeah. and, uh, and binds uh, and binds like, and uh, handcuffs and stuff. stuff. Oh shit! And yeah, the scene when he has him put the handcuffs on. He's got yeah. these special Harry Houdini handcuffs uh-huh. that if you like. If you like, turn your wrists, yeah. push in, and then pull at the same like they'll, in succession, they'll unlock it. They'll unlock it. Uh-huh. And so he gives them to Christopher Reeve, and Christopher Reeve can't get them off. Uh-huh. And he starts, and then he says, "Well, I got a key." And he starts looking around. And Diane Cannon is at, like at some point down. she knows realizes about that Michael Caine's going to do something. Yeah, uh, and and it was pretty bloody. 
Yeah, so Michael Caine does something. Oh, wow. He, he grabs he grabs him. him and he strangles him with the cuffs. And right? you got to realize, if you look at Michael Caine, you look at Chris Reeve. Chris Reeve's a monster. Yeah. I mean, he's like 6'2". Right. And, but he goes behind him and he, he puts those chains around his neck and he just chokes. Mm. Uh, and it's bloody. And it's bloody and there's blood spurting out of his neck and everything. So you can tell it's been cutting through his, yeah. it's cutting through his neck. Oh, God. And then his dead body just drops on the ground. Wow. Yep. And his wife is screaming, screaming, screaming through screaming, the whole thing. And she's got heart condition. Yeah. You expect her to just fall over dead right, right. Now, yeah she doesn't and she doesn't oh. and then he buries they, him and the wife drag him out in the rug the rose and garden. bury him in the rose garden outside everybody wants to bury somebody under the rose garden no, i don't know what the hell nobody digs up nice looking roses. <laughs> yeah i guess so yeah. <laughs> so then they just they end up going to yeah. sleep you and know? Then they go to bed and what? then like halfway through the middle of the night christopher reeve comes busting through the window the second floor window what <laughs> covered in, in, in like, dirt, dirt mud and mud and all of a sudden, chases Diane Cannon down, 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 down the, the stairs. Protect, did he? I can't. This has been a long time since I yeah. seen this movie. I don't know if he tried. He killed. I don't know if he. I don't know if Michael Caine was hurt in the struggle. I don't think so. Michael Caine was. I, I think he was even checking something uh, out, and when he came through the thing, I so think, he chases. So he her, chased down the and steps, and then all of a sudden, she has a massive heart attack. Oh fuck! And dies right Drops there on the ground. Dead. Oh fuck! And this is where the twist comes. Here's the twist, and, and you find awesome. out the weird twist oh. in a weird way. In a weird way, they Go set ahead. it up. They kiss each other. Like a full on. on they approach kiss. each other and they full on, like, Whoa. lover style they were kiss. Gay they, lovers. They were gay lovers. Came up with this scenario to rid the wife who had a bunch of money. It was a lot of money, I guess, was in her. But they name. wanted her to make her have a heart attack. They, oh, they thought the God. killing of uh, Christopher Reeve, Reeve would have done do it. it. Yeah. And, yeah. and when it. it didn't do it, he, yeah. they had to improvise. Yeah. And Christopher Reeve had to jump through the window to do That's it. That's fucking crazy, man. Uh, but then the movie got even crazier. Yeah. Go ahead, take it up from here. Well, the movie got crazier because. Then they didn't trust each other. Yeah, then of they course. started. They, yeah. And uh, they had this creepy neighbor who came over who had these like psychic abilities and everything. And, and they felt she was like, something horrible happened in this house. And it happened right here. Uh-huh. And they were like, oh, what the hell is she uh, doing? And they like shuffle her out of the house and everything. Yeah. And uh, then they start turning on each other bit by bit. And there's this great scene where uh, at one point they end up killing the lights and they each grab a different weapon. Christopher Reeve grabs uh, like a battle axe. Oh, and shit. Michael Caine grabs grabs like a crossbow and oh, they're literally going around the house trying to search each other out to kill him and everything that's crazy and, uh, at some point the lights go completely out and uh that's when the swedish girl <laughs> comes in the house and you realize she's in the house at the uh at uh some point oh you know? fuck and, uh it ends really interesting because they uh they end up killing each other but the way they end the movie is as if it's the play uh, and the crowd is like clapping yeah, yeah. and you realize that the Swedish woman had stolen the script after they had killed each other and, wrote and, the, and made the, made uh, the and made the play. That's <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> and you're like, what the hell is going on here? That's so it's, great. This was a really early 80s. This must have been 80 or 81. I, don't I think know it was 81. did the script. Yeah. Was good. It was really, really I mean, fa- fabulous movie. And it no was one the saw Swedish it. girl. Yeah, <laughs> no one saw it coming too. The the whole gay lover thing with uh, Christopher oh, Reeve man. and Michael Caine because this was early '80s too. It was yes. probably one of the first. It was a it had to have been one of the first like on screen kisses between two high level Hollywood actors. Oh yeah, That's that crazy, I had seen yeah. uh, certainly as a kid. Yeah, my mother loved this movie, and it would be if you modernize it just a little bit, it would be a phenomenal play to yeah, watch. It yeah, sounds good. So it's really good. A lot of people don't know about Death Trap, so that's a great pick. All right, for me, I'm going to go at 1989's Sea of Love. Mm, now, Al Pacino, Al Pacino Alan, Alan Barkin, Barkin, 
and John Goodman. And oh, I wow. love this movie, man. This was this really changed uh, Pacino's career because he had done a lot of really high-level stuff earlier and later in the 70s, and he had a lot of bombs in the 80s. Mm. And people were really concerned about him for a while there because he was just doing bomb after bomb. And this is the movie that kind of got him back. He did this, and then he went on to do Scent of a Woman, and then he was off again to mm-hmm. do just... Uh, hit, hit after hit, hit after hit, and Seal Love was a fantastic kind of cop movie thriller that I always loved. I'm, uh, I I had it on VHS early on, and I used to watch it all the time. So what's going on is at the very beginning of the movie, you see this naked guy on a bed, face down, kind of hugging a pillow like moaning and groaning and you don't know what the hell's happening and all of a sudden he gets shot in the back of the head. Oh, shit. And that's the crime scene. And so Al Pacino shows up with his partner, Richard Jenkins, uh, early Richard Jenkins, and you find out that Richard Jenkins is actually married to Al Pacino's ex-wife. There's a great scene where Al Pacino calls her drunk one day, uh, one night and everything. And then the the scene with them showing up at the crime scene is the next day. And Al Pacino's like, hey, sorry for calling you in the middle of the night. And he says, yeah, you can't be doing that shit. And you, <laughs> you can tell there's an animosity there. And you can tell that Al Pacino's a really good cop. He goes and there's a great scene I always remember. Whenever I see crime scenes, I think of the scene where Al Pacino walks into the crime scene. And the landlord who finds the body is sitting on the couch smoking cigarettes and with another cop and the cop is like putting his cigarettes out in an ashtray with a whole bunch of cigarettes Uh, and like four of the cigarettes have lipstick on them and everything and Al Pacino reaches out and grabs the cigarette that the cop just put out and he he says hey genius you want to take this outside fucking idiot Uh, and uh, sends everyone out and they're they're looking at the crime scene and they're trying to figure out what's going on and it looks like that a woman might have done this Mm -hmm. that a like jilted lover might have had something to do with this well, he's doing the he he's kind of doing like uh, uh, he doesn't really get into the major investigation. The main uh, chief of police is John Spencer from uh, West uh, West Wing. Wing. Really good. He was also from The Rock. Oh, okay. Uh, he was the one that he held off the building at the beginning where he was getting his hair cut. Uh, oh yeah, uh, John yeah. Connor. He's always plays a really great character. He's died. Uh, he died like ten years ago. He was a really great actor. Uh, well, what happens is there's another murder. Same thing. You, you see the guy naked on the bed and he's doing these weird kind of thrusting motions and everything like somebody's forcing him to do something yeah. and then shot in the back of the head. And all of a sudden you get Al Pacino's at this kind of party and John Goodman, he meets John Goodman at the party mm. and Al, they start talking about their cases and they realize that John Goodman has that case. Oh, wow. And he realized, wow, these are really similar. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I found some... Uh, he said, I found some, uh, one of those, like, want ads that you put out for a date. like uh, Personal ads. Personal ads. Yeah. John Goodman says, there's been some personal ads for this thing. And uh, Al Pacino's like, I found some personal ads at my thing. And they realize that uh, they think this woman is putting out personal ads, uh-huh. meeting somebody, uh or they think a guy is putting out she's the they think the woman is responding to personal ads showing up going on a date and killing these guys uh-huh. so what they decide to do is al pacino is going to put out uh his own personal ad mm-hmm. uh and they're going to go to a restaurant and john goodman's going to be the waiter and while they're having dinner john goodman's going to come up oh, yeah. get the prints from the glass go in the back 
bag it and tag it yeah. and this is how they're going to find it and they go on these different dates interesting well Ellen Barkin shows up on one of the dates and this is early Ellen Barkin she was really phenomenal in this uh, super sexy this was the first movie where she kind of played like a kind of a sexy type character and she she's ended up making a, a career really off of that unique looking yeah she's got face. a very unique her face eyes are like she's, she's still doing a lot of work she does the there's a show called I think Animals or Animal Something on USA where she plays the uh, the kind of matriarch of the family of like con men or something yeah I don't either but uh, oh. she She's, All night. She certainly. <laughs> I don't have USA, yeah. so that's probably why I don't watch yeah. it. But. <laughs> She's certainly staying busy uh, with her stuff, and it's bothering her because. Unlike the other girls who are very uh, reciprocal to uh, Al Pacino, she's just kind of half-heartedly there, and she's not touching her wine. And uh, even John Goodman says, there's something wrong with your wine? You haven't even touched your glass. He's, she's like, no, I'm good. And then uh, realizes that the date, date's not going anywhere, and she's like, I don't know why you, uh, you kind of uh, we're on this date. We're too opposite. And she just ends up leaving. Huh. And then Al Pacino ends up running into her out of nowhere at the grocery store. And they end up going out on a date together. So they're going out on this date. And it's and he's kind of starting to fall for her. Right. And you realize uh, there's one point where he sees a gun in her purse. And he uh-huh. freaks out. And they're about to have sex. Like literally <laughs> she's in the bathroom getting undressed and putting a robe on and everything. Yeah. And he finds the gun. And she comes out of the room and he puts her up against the wall and says, what the hell is this? And, re- and, and he looks in his hand. He's like, what the hell is this? It's like a starter pistol? And it is. It's like this old old-fashioned starter uh-huh. pistol and everything and she's like that's for protection what the hell's wrong with you and everything and they end up smoothing it out but they don't trust each other at all and uh so it goes along a different uh way and it, it's it's throwing you for a loop different uh at different times of who she is is she the uh, killer isn't she the killer and it comes down to this great thrilling thing that at earlier in the movie he's when he's doing his investigation he ends up uh one of the doormen says there was a guy here that worked for the phone company that you may want to interview. He might have seen something, and they interview him, and it's Michael Rooker. See, er- early on, you didn't realize uh-huh. Michael Rooker. If you saw him today, he did it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you knew Michael Rooker now, because back then mm. all he had done was Henry, and if you had seen Henry, you probably did think that because uh, that's what the, how he got the job because Henry <laughs> Portrait of the Serial Killer was a crazy motherfucker. Yeah. That's why I can't watch yeah. SVU much anymore because as soon as you see they, they the tight famous yeah. person, you're like, yeah. Yeah, he did <laughs> but back then you didn't realize that he was just a character actor and everything it turns out it was her ex-husband and oh, wow. uh, he has been following her on all Killing these dates waiting dates. for her to leave oh, coming in and, and saying show me how you fucked my wife and that's what they're doing on the bed oh, and everything man. and they're kind of moving and thrusting and yeah. everything and they're begging for help and Michael Rooker shooting him in the back of the head and there's this great struggle when uh, when Michael Rooker shows up at the house and Al Pacino's there and they're like throwing each other across the room and yeah. they're reaching for the guns and everything. My and money's on Eventually, <laughs> uh, Pacino ends up throwing him out the window and he does this amazing stuntman kind of fly through the window off like five stories. Oh, through, through shit. The thing. And it, was, it was just an exciting movie, man. It was really, really great. Hell yeah, it sounds Yeah, if you great. want to cite some early... Pacino stuff. Oh, and one scene I should mention because I always love the scene in the movie. It's the very beginning of the movie and it actually has a cameo by Samuel Jackson super early on. Nice. After coming to America, but one of like on that level of yeah. kind of really small. But there's this great scene at the movie where you are introduced to Al Pacino where they're having this meet and greet for like this invitation only people to meet the Yankees at huh. like this hotel kind of uh, ballroom. And there are a bunch of guys. <laughs> Sounds and, like a setup. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what it was too. Oh, you, was didn't, it? you didn't realize it. And Al Pacino's pouring orange juice for people and everything. And then the two guys at the table are like, 
well, like, hey, did you work for the Yankees? Because he's wearing a Yankee cap and a Yankee shirt. And he says, yeah, yeah you don't know me. And he uh, does that Phil Rizzuto. Holy cow. <laughs> and they freak out. He's like, oh, my God, it's Phil Rizzuto. Uh, and... <laughs> Then they but get the everyone story. in the they get everyone in the room and they were like, "Hey, I got good news and I got bad yeah. news." And he's just, they were like, "What's the what's the bad news?" And they were like, "Yankees aren't coming, guys." Yeah. And he says, "You guys have outstanding warrants and you're all under arrest." Yep. And they open the doors and they all come in and they have gathered these guys in there. He says, "What's the good news?" And they show someone going around with vodka, filling vodka into their orange juice. <laughs> and that's the good news. But when they he gets outside and they they're They've rounded everyone up and they're about to leave. Al Pacino is about to get in the car and this black guy comes up uh, with his invitation with his little boy. And he says, he's like, hey, man, have we missed it? We want to uh, meet the Yankees. Yeah. And then he's like, what's your name? And uh, he tells him his name and he looks at the guy in the backseat of the car, which is actually that guy from uh, uh, Pulp Fiction. My name is Paul. It's between hey, you all. Right. Yeah, he, yeah right? he's one of his guys. And he's like, he's out for outstanding warrants for like uh, – for uh, Grand Theft Auto or something like that. And Al Pacino looks at the little boy and he's like, yeah, if the Yankees aren't going to be here, man, it's too late. And he's like, hey, wait, man, I brought my kid all the way down here. Yeah. He, he's like, I want to meet the Yankees. And Al Pacino just flashes his bag real quick and he says, no, nah, man, it's not going to be... Uh, uh, he's not going to be here. here. And the guy's eyes light up and he says, all right, thanks, man. He yeah. grabs his kid and just takes off. <laughs> yeah. So it's a really cool scene. Yeah, they do that for real, too. Oh, they yeah, that's, that. a real, that's a real thing. And they all fall if for it, If you ever too. get a fucking letter you in the mail. Tell them, the tell them, yeah, man, or, or, or go cruise. Pick it up. Yeah. If you're a criminal with warrants and you're in a situation where it seems too good to be true, yeah. probably yeah. is. Yeah. No, uh, those, those videos are hilarious, too, to watch. All right, what you got there, man? All right, sticking with my blockbuster style here. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Woo! the Running Man. Oh man, the yeah. Running Man. You're gonna went to a bunch of men, and this is a good one. I don't think we've talked about the Running Man on this. I brought it up, like yeah, I'm sure we brought it up, but uh, actually dove into it. Maybe I think not. it was like episode 13. Really? Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Do you um, really think? I, no, I'm pretty sure because okay. I, I I know my episodes pretty good, man. You know the numbers of them. Uh, <laughs> we could test it out sometime. Paul's got a cheat sheet. <laughs> a cheat sheet. We could get a game going. He goes back. Paul would know. Yeah. Well, no, he, he's one of the few of us that uh, that goes back one and rewatches. Of us. Uh, <laughs> There's only three of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it isn't you. <laughs> well, he goes back and rewatches oh, yeah. to old episodes. Yeah, I haven't absolutely. done that much because I'm always working on the current one, but. So, uh, yeah, so... We, Maria Conchita Alonso. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> just saying her name. Yeah. <laughs> she, was, she was great in Predator, too. Yeah, she was good. Too, yeah. Um, Yafat Kodo is also in this movie. He's great, yeah. But the real star. Tell us Who's the real Yafat star. Uh, Mosley from Mosley. Uh, Midnight Run yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Alien. So you got Jesse Ventura. You oh. got uh, Richard Dawson. Richard Dawson is the yeah. real star yeah. in this oh movie, man. Oh, my gosh. God. Anyone... <laughs> doesn't know who Richard Dawson is. He's super famous for Family Feud. He's the guy that uncomfortably yeah. kissed all the... Uh, yeah. Guys, until he got married to one of the women that were on the show. <laughs> and he, she made him promise he wouldn't kiss anybody anymore. And they stopped doing it. That's and funny. Not, I didn't know not that. Not that it wasn't awkward and, that it and weird. Was, and it was sexist and, and weird. And yeah. weird and strange, man. It was very weird. Yeah. Uh, but he also was famous for doing Hogan's Heroes. Oh, that's and, right. Uh, hanging out with... Uh, what's that? Bob Crane, who had a very interesting I, life. It was interesting... We're talk- watching, we haven't talked about that movie, Autofocus. Watching Autofocus, seeing the the relationship that they hated yeah, each other. They really did not like each other. Have you ever seen point. Autofocus? No. It's the story of Bob Crane. He was like a Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. He was a sex, was a sex addict. addict. Uh, no, really? The main guy who played Hogan in Hogan's Heroes, not okay. Richard Dawson. Right. And he was murdered. Yeah. Oh, wow. And they... They, pretty sure they is, think it was they pretty sure character. it was his friend that did it, and he never got in trouble. Yeah, it was wow. a great movie. Yeah, but anyways, Richard Dawson. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, so yeah, this is kind of like a sci-fi action movie. Stephen King, um, it's based on a Stephen oh, King that's story. that's right. Yeah, Richard, but, uh, under the Richard Bachman pen name. He but wrote. I remember they him, changed it a lot. Yeah, I remember yeah. him not being happy with the final. Well, product, it, there was that, very that's half the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was very little of it that resembled the uh, short novella that was. Uh, that it was based on. To me, oh. it seems like Stephen King's stuff is up for sale no matter what. Oh, yeah. And he just has to hope somebody right yeah. decides to do it, but you could probably buy it. Was it the movie. Family Guy episode where he's like, I'm doing a mo- uh, new book about this lamp, and this lamp is, <laughs> is a killer. And you're like, yeah, all right, here's your check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, so... Uh, Real quick rundown here. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is I, he, he's like part of the military or yep. something. Um, and there's civil unrest. Like, um, but one thing that like brings everybody together basically is the show, The Running Man. Yeah. Um, and one night he's out on patrol and he gets orders to like fire into this crowd. Civilians. And, yeah. yeah, and he's like, these are innocent people. Like, I'm not going to just you know shoot them. Well, they just take the helicopter over from him, you know, the guys that are in there, and they just massacre this crowd and blame the whole thing on yeah, him. Doctor they the redoctored the they I just remember the, the doctored footage had him that being made like him look like a maniacal. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, screw, they, screw you. Yeah, screw yeah, you, which, yeah. is, which is him opposing the order. But right. they worked it out like... Don't shoot anyone. They're all civilians down yeah. there. So it sounded like, screw you. I will kill these yeah, civilians. Yeah, like, I'm going to kill them all, <laughs> yeah. you know? Uh, um, so that gets him labeled as the Butcher of Bakersfield. And to put right. in this great prison where they have the for, one of the first times we saw those collars, yeah. you know, because we saw Dreadlock. it again in Dwedlock. Yeah, that was just, um, that was a good movie. Yeah, but the uh, the collars that if you got off a perimeter, it would just blow your head off. Blow your head yeah. off, and they show it. They oh, show, they show you it early very on. clear. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're gonna do that, you got to show. Them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, he's got a couple of friends yeah, that Yafai he's made. Koto's one of them, and then the dorky guy. Yeah, I, I can't remember his name. I don't name. know what else he went on to do, but he was really great in this movie. I've seen him in a few other things. Yeah. Uh, Marvin J. McIntyre. Huh, weird. Marvin J. McIntyre. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of like the smart tech guy. Yeah, the guy, smart guy. You know. He realizes how to turn stuff off. Right, so he gets the collar turned yeah. off. Um, oh, and he was the in Bond. Which one? He was the one with the. He was the one with the voodoo. Shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen him in something else too. Kananga. He was. No. Oh, you're talking uh, Yafa Koto. Yeah. Oh, we're talking about this guy in the bottom. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have seen him in something too, though. Yeah. Off so the um, they figure out how to, um, you know, get the collars off, and so they escape. So Arnold Schwarzenegger goes to this girl's apartment. And just basically like breaks in and he's like, you're going to, you know, help me travel. I need was to get a, away. It, it used to be his brother's apartment. Is that so what he, it yeah, was? He broke in thinking it was his brother's apartment. Okay. And she was living there now. Yeah. And that was Mar- Maria Conchita. Maria Conchita Alonso, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I love, I love the part where, you know, okay, so I don't love the part that he straps her down to the workout table, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but, you do. Yeah, yeah. But she's like, you know, why do you think, he's telling her like. You're, oh, you know you're who that guy me. was? Uh, he was the mortician in Back to the Future 3 that was sizing up. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's, That's what I remember from, from that, I think. Yeah. He was also, oh, yeah, he was also in Short Circuit. Oh, yeah, he was one of the guards. Wow, he was a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, one of my favorite things is, you know, she's like, why do you think I'm going to help you with that? And he walks over to the the weight bench, which is bolted to the floor. Yeah. And he's like, because I'm going to say... Please, yeah. and he just it out of the floor, you know. Like, uh, yeah, so you know, he gets to the uh, he gets to the airport, and she's flipping out because you know she thinks he's going to kill her. Yeah, you yeah. know, everybody thinks he's, he's a mass murderer. Yeah. You know, um, 
And so they almost get onto the plane and she ends up making a scene and they get him captured. Um, But uh, the guy from Family Feud sees the footage of him making his escape and he's like, oh, yeah. And he's like, you know, oh, we need him. We need him. So that's how he gets onto the game show, The Running Man. If they survive the game show, they get a pardon, right? That's what they that's, say. That's the story. That's the story. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, that's what, what they're told. Yeah. What, what yeah are look at the pictures of these guys yeah. enjoying their life in Hawaii. Basking under the Hawaiian sun, sun yeah. you know. And they got images of them enjoying their life, their puns. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, it's basically a death game. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, and that's pretty much what it is. And but I mean, and they have different slayers that, uh, are they called slayers? Is that what they were called? Uh, I think they called them runners. champions. Oh, maybe Run- they runners. Yeah, runners. I guess it's yeah, runners. Yeah, yeah. Or no, or the runners were... No, runners were the, the prisoners, the prisoners yeah. but the guys that came in, they were like different slayers or something. Mm-hmm. So you had, you had the guy they from, had skills yeah, the guy from Goldfinger, you mm-hmm. know, who played, uh, it was, like, was he Sub-Zero? Yeah, that Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero. It's uh, Professor Tanaka. Yeah. yeah. You had uh, Sub-Zero, then you've got the guy who played uh, the guy with the light bulbs all yeah. over him. Yeah. Had Jesse Ventura, who was Dynamo. retired. Yeah. Dynamo. Yeah, Jesse Ventura was... Captain uh, Freedom. Captain Freedom, yeah. Captain Freedom. And then you had... Uh, I really liked this guy, Gus Rethwish Buzzsaw. Oh, Buzzsaw. Buzzsaw yeah. was the really good one, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. and, you know, like... I think my favorite of the the competitors, though, has to be Sub Zero. I yeah. don't, I, you know, just the way that he came in with the hockey thing and he was gonna slice people's heads off. And yeah. everything. and I love that they had the running, uh, the Running Man dancers. Oh, and yeah. everything. So it was done almost like what a futuristic game mm. show would be if it was sadistic. Right. Well, and remember the the I audience, the crowd, the crowd, yeah, was the so audience would win the Running Man yeah. Home Edition yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like, like that. The old woman I mean, who Hunger loved Games it. was yeah. kind of like Hunger Games. Was it was. Kind of, it was true. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of like Hunger games but if it was all done in like a studio audience style right and the old woman is i like buzzsaw because he's a bad motherfucker yeah (laughs) and everything or where he's like killian i'll be back and he's like who was it only in a rerun Uh, i'm not sure who directed this uh justin can look it up yeah i'll check but i love the idea that they're about to put him in, and he doesn't realize that they captured his friends too they captured yafar koto and the the skinny guy and they they were like, we can't let uh, the butcher Bakersfield go in alone, so we brought his friends along, and they turn <laughs> the thing, and they're already in their suits and everything, and they basically shoot them into oh, these that stuff like is so they cool. shoot them into these like tubes almost that shoot them into this like the gaming board or yeah. like the city that's all. And it's just like a giant roll cage is yeah. all it is, you know, built around their body. And, and then they throw in the Slayers to try to take them out. But like you would imagine, they underestimate Arnold Schwarzenegger's kind of power. And he starts, <laughs> he starts killing the Slayers one by one. And then the audience starts pulling for him. They right? start pulling yeah. for him. They, 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 they start screaming they Richard, like a Richard. contract or something. Yeah, be, I think he yeah, does. At some point they <laughs> offer him. He's like, he's like, how about you be one of our new Slayers? And, and he, then uh, when he fights Jesse Ventura, yeah. they, they CGI it yeah. to make him lose. So everybody thinks that he's dead. Yeah, there's a lot of shady stuff, and then yeah, he finds the, the bodies of the guys that supposedly won the game. <laughs> yeah, I never believe in television. Yeah, right. Um, it was a great. I'll be back too because he. I love. He says, "I'll be back," and Richard Dawson looks at him. He says, "Only in a rerun." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also um, had a uh, great. Paul scene Michael where Glazer he, was the the director. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, I love the scene where he's signing the contract before he gets brought in. Yeah, he, he stabs, stabs the, the guy. In the yeah, back. that little Weasley uh, contract guy. Yeah, he send me a copy or like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy who was bringing him in was the one that guy that's in uh, all uh, the one of the guards was in mm-hmm. all Schwarzenegger's movies. The guy yeah. who plays Sven. He was. Uh, 
he was in Conan the Barbarian, and uh, he plays a minor little role in like all, all the Arnold early Arnold movies. Uh, yeah, and he sure. can't he can't hear him because of all the steroids. Yeah, <laughs> really fun movie, and all the way to the end where they he grabs Richard Dawson and throws him in the uh, that car that takes him into the tube and shoots him down there and everything. Huh, interesting. Fun, he man. plays himself. Oh, does he? Yeah. yeah. Sven Olthorsen, played by Sven Ol- or Th- or yeah. Thorson. That's crazy. Sven. Yeah. He also played the uh, the mall cop in Mallrats that would chase oh, James really? out of Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really cool. Yeah. They were, he, Kevin Smith was super thrilled when he got him in the movie because he was famous and all those stuff. So. Yeah. And I love at the end when Arnold does come back and yep. puts Killian in the thing and uh, he's like, I told you I'd be back, yeah. you know, and he sends him like through the thing and it just but not, launches nothing him. Nothing to catch him. Like, yeah. They used to have a net that yeah. would catch you and then the net's gone. Launches just, him into the running man sign or something like that. Like, oh, so good. Killed Richard Dawson. I'm yes. ready for a remake of that or a sequel, man. Yeah. That'd yeah. be awesome. Would be really cool. Arnold could be the host. Yeah. He would do it. No, I don't think he would be those, but... No, he would do <laughs> They'd have movie. to work it out. I think Dawson's dead now, too. I Dawson's think. dead. Yeah, he's got to be. All right, Dave, what you got? Uh, here's my only sort of blockbuster one, I would guess, would be saying. Uh, Lethal Weapon. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah, man. Lethal Weapon was so good. Never what seen it? it. Never seen it? Never, <laughs> never seen it? Never heard of it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's from the Gone Fishing guy. Yeah, he, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I love this movie. I, I go back and forth of which one I love more, one or two. But this was also a great Christmas movie too. You know, yeah, right? absolutely, it was a Christmas movie. I love how, and they it was started. one of the first times. I mean, we had seen Mad Max, but this, yeah, this made the, Mel's career. Yeah, oh sure. yeah, this was absolutely. absolutely, and he played crazy, and it really took. Uh, What's his name's career to another level too? Yeah, Danny Glover. Danny Glover. Yeah, he really he had been seen, and he's going to be in one of your other movies coming he up is. here too. Uh, but. He had been seen in some minor roles here and there, but this like took him to another Did stratosphere. Did he do Roots or Color, Color Purple. Purple? Color Purple. Purple. Yeah, yeah, he was a scumbag in Color Purple. Remember, yeah. she, she was. Uh, remember the shaving him where Whoopi Goldberg oh, was yeah, shaving. Yeah, she almost yeah. cut his throat mm-hmm. off with that uh, with that straight razor. razor. He was a scumbag that kept all the letters from her and everything. Oh, he yeah. was a bad man. So yeah, he played a bad guy in a couple of different movies. The other movie we're going to talk about mm-hmm. with him, and he played a bad guy. So this but was you the don't first time you think of him as you well. don't. But no. early on, he really was. Uh, and those guys together, uh, it was just the, like took peanut butter buddy, and jelly, man. It took yeah. the buddy comedy cop, the buddy cop movies to a new level. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. And by the second one especially, the second one was just so much goddamn fun. With oh, yeah. The second one is when, uh, what's his name? That's Joe, Pesci. Joe Pesci, Joe came, Pesci in, came in, right? I thought that the was three. The other gone fishing guy. Aye, aye. Yeah, that's that that right, yeah. Well, he was in three also, but he was in two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Leo they gets. fuck you at the drive-thru. Yeah, they fuck you with the cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little bit about Lethal Weapon, that opening scene, man. That's a powerful scene that just starts that Oh, is it the girls on the balcony? The girls on the balcony. And you could tell she's been doing a bunch of coke, and I forget what song they were playing. It was a it was a Christmas song. It was a Christmas yeah, it was oh, a Christmas wow. song. And then she takes a header off the tenth floor. Yeah, tenth floor, twentieth floor, something sure. like that, right on top of a car. Oof. Yeah, this was Richard Donner too, the same guy who did uh, Goonies and Superman, yep. and mm-hmm. he was very well like sought off. So Murtaugh's like Danny Glover's character. He's like at the end of his career. I think he's turning forty, maybe yeah. or 50. 50. maybe fifty. Uh. Fifty sounds more correct. Fifty. And then Murtaugh is this new partner i, I like he, how he, when I he like, first meets him yeah. yeah but i like 
I, I like Mel Guns. Gibson's. <laughs> I like Mel, the Mel Gibson's look His when he yells, "Look around!" Yeah, he's like looking around <laughs> to see the gun. Oh, he's talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> and Mel Gibson was one swoop takes yeah. fucking Denny. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I like to introduce you to a new partner. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> but when he, uh, Rog, after he Raj, jumped yeah. and he took him in the side building and he's like, oh man, put that- it in your mouth. Yeah. What he might yeah, slip where he realizes your ear that he was off crazy. or something, and then yeah. like, he grabbed the firing. We should like, mention the hammer that, coming down. That uh, yeah, Mel Gibson's in kind of a major depressed state because his wife was killed, right? And he like living on the beach by himself. Oh, with didn't his they dog. show him almost commit suicide at the more, beginning? With his, in the very beginning, yep, yeah. he, he was in the trailer. It. He's got a specific bullet, and then he keeps himself from doing it. Uh, he's a living this lonely. Bullet. Yeah, that's when you thought a lot about. It. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, this is the bullet. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, exactly right. But that was I got a hundred in uh, that box, but this one this is guy. the one I'm going to use. <laughs> this little guy. Don't worry about this. Little Don't learn about that. <laughs> <laughs> but that scene where he jumps off the uh, the building was oh, yeah, one yeah, of yeah. the key scenes in yep. this movie, man. Mm. But they also go into the bad guys too in this movie. You've got the great uh, Gary Busey. Gary Busey, who was like his gang man. Game. He was. He was Jack. Mr. Joshua. Yeah, yeah. And you realize what did they? They had him, they cut him or had him grab something. No, right? Oh, him. he held the burn burned him and he doesn't feel pain. Yeah, oh, the yeah. guy that they're looking at, he was the bad guy from Red Heat, the, the Russian who was That's not right. really Russian, but he had my favorite line. You guys are out there like Pluto, man. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy from Big Trouble, Little China, he's yep, one that's of, what the, I was just about to he's say, one of yeah. the henchmen. He's, but what's he's that guy's everything. name? I always that's yeah. all I ever heard. I'm gonna seriously. He deserves a shout out. He deserves a shout out. Die Hard and the Big Trouble China, a lot of great movies, but. Tell what's going on with uh, Gary Busey. You know, they, you've got these ex-like uh, mercenaries. Ex-mercenaries. Marine Corps guys. I can't, you, you tell me why they're... Well, they're part of a shadow company that's yeah. bringing in heroin. That's uh, right. To and, finance their shit. To finance their shit. And they're, uh, uh, they're, they get Murtaugh's ex-like Marine Corps buddy to kind of help finance it and uh, to bring it in. And he's the one whose daughter jumped off the uh, the building. Okay. So he kind of blows it wide open and brings it to the attention of Murtaugh that this is what's going on. Do what you got to do. And when he's like meeting with him, he and gets, like, he gets like shot through the window. What's that? He was ex-Marines. He was ex-Marines. So and it's his buddy whose daughter died and everything. Remember he gets sent that... Uh, that tape in the mail oh, yeah, of his daughter yeah, was, like doing some like softcore oh, yeah, yeah. porn and everything, and you realize that this that she was into some serious shit here. Uh, I, love, I like the scene when when they go to and question the kids. Yeah, that's don't what tell I was me your name. Don't, don't tell me your name. Who wants ice cream? Who wants ice Not you, Alfred. Yeah. <laughs> and when they, and he, he points out the tattoo. Tattoo. Yeah. yeah. Special forces. The special forces yeah. tattoo. That's kind of how it all brings it together. Then yeah. they blew that house up in the middle of the Oh night. yeah. I know, right? They did a lot um, of good stunts. So that guy's name, who's in everything, is Al Leong. Leon. Yeah, L E O N G. Just call him Al, man. Yeah, we'll just Big call him Al. Big Al, he, he looks insane, too, man. Yeah, he was, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this had so much friggin' action and uh, uh, a couple of the scenes. What's some of your favorite scenes? My favorite scene is. They let him fight him at the end. Oh, yes, yeah, dude. man. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they never would do yeah. that. Yeah. 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 And they do this crazy, like, just, you could tell they're both. Trained in special forces, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and like one against one, and he was finally get he was gonna choke him out and kill him, and then he. This was before Busey lost. But his then, eyes. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then Raj has to shoot him because doesn't he try to? 
Gary yeah. Busey tries to steal one of the guns from the patrolman when he gets up, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, very similar to like Die Hard kind of thing. That yeah. part yeah. and the Well, yeah, I think Gibson one, kills him. I, I think, the, think both Gibson, of them do. Yeah, they Mel Gibson, I know he's got that. Oh, yeah. 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 They yeah. do a double shot of yeah. the two yeah. of them next to each other. Yeah. Now I think it's the first one, but what when he's on the toilet? That that's second that's the second one. Yeah. I love that scene too. What's your favorite scene for the first one? Um, well, it's either the end scene or uh, the part where Al Leong is yeah. uh, torturing Mel yeah. Gibson with that sponge and the oh, yeah, uh, and the carpet. Yeah, they oh, kidnap Roger's daughter and got her in the other room questioning yeah. her. Yeah. Or you know, or when he sends the car through the, uh, yeah, the through desert. the living room. Oh, you know? oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that scene too in the in, desert. In yeah, the desert. that's a good scene. Thousand yards. Only yeah. two people can make this shit. Yep. The guy <laughs> came up to him and he says, "You're good. You're not that good, son. Yeah, <laughs> you're fast. You're not that fast." Yeah. My favorite scene. I I love when at the very beginning when you're just meeting Mel Gibson and he's in with the Christmas trees mm-hmm. and he's doing the drug deal. He's doing the drug deal. It was really fun. He's, he says, I'll do the deal for uh, for like a hundred. Yeah. And he's, and he's counting out a hundred dollars yeah. and everything. And he's like, wait, I'm not, don't interrupt me. And he's like, no, 100,000. Yeah. He's like, 100,000. He says, well, how about I take, how about I, uh, take all this stuff off you for free and i don't take your guys uh asses to jail and he puts down his uh his badge he's like oh you're not real and that badge is not real yeah no i'm real yeah and he does that like three stooges thing where he's like slaps him in the face (laughs) that's one of the first shots when you realize he's he's crazy crazy. because he puts the gun right under mel gibson's chin and he's like he's telling the other cop shoot him shoot him shoot him shoot him oh man it's crazy man yeah yeah, really good. It's a shame Mel Gibson had to kind of ruin his fucking his true colors, racist, and racist and alcoholic and everything else. And he threatened his wife too. I mean, yeah. he's just he was just oh he hit his pregnant wife. Oh, well, he threatened fuck. her. I don't know if he hit her, but I thought he hit her. He, he got angry at her because maybe it was, it was a phone call thing. Lies here. Uh, he got angry because she promised him a blowjob in the jacuzzi and she wouldn't give it to him. What? And, and he had, he's on recording, like, screaming at her and screaming on her. And I he, I think he definitely uh, pushed her around, but I don't know if she was pregnant or anything like that. God but damn that, it. between that and the whole uh, Jesus ki- or the Jews killed Jesus and thing sugar tits. and everything and the sugar tits thing, they keep trying to bring him back. And I don't think it's going to work. You know, you know, I saw. I didn't he do a movie sometimes? I saw. He did. He did that uh, Will Ferrell movie. And I just, it didn't sit what well about, when people try to come back to early, Didn't he do the man. movie with the. Oh, Stepdads too. With the. He it did. It was a war movie with the medic that was. One guy was a medic. I think uh, I think that was pre. I think that, that was pre, like peace, peace talker or something like whispers. Oh, something. we are soldiers or something. Or? No, no, no. That was even before that. I, I like that. Well, one movie he did afterwards that I actually really enjoyed was Get the Gringo. <laughs> Get the Gringo was a great movie. Have yeah. you seen that? Yeah, absolutely. It, I mean, I've pro- always looked the at the problem it as, that he. It wasn't that he didn't do good movies. It's yeah, just, yeah. He's, he's just, just kind of a shitty. Person. Everyone's yeah. kind of soured on him, yeah. especially in this day and age. Oh, there's another one too. Where and if you want to piss off. If you're in Hollywood and you want to piss off people, that you piss off the Jews and them. They're legendary film. There was another one where his daughter was yeah, the like Boston one. It was really good. She was like a drug addict or something like that. Uh, it yeah, was I know recent. It was like the last two years. That was a great scene uh, in that movie where he's out of, he gets out of the car and the uh, on the side of the road and the car comes by and nails uh, the other person. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I can't remember the name. of it. I can't either. Yeah. Payback. Yeah, Payback was good. That was way that, beforehand. That'll though. be on my revenge pod. Yeah, that was really, really good. Might fight yeah, Dave for that's it. My that, oh. you know, you have to fight Dave. All right. So t- talking about fighting, <laughs> I'm going to put my next movie out here. All right. Let's do it. And I think Justin might try to challenge me on, <laughs> on which I might have to a, 
take a break for a few <laughs> no 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 man you might be the deciding factor yeah, on right? which of these is the better you might be the uh the guy because there was two uh what 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 was the date of yours uh shoot All right, I don't check know. that up while i talk that. about mine so in the 80s in the mid 80s 1986 was mine there were two movies that were super famous that dealt with fighter jets 1986 as well oh same year come on dude (laughs) really i can't believe it so 1986 apparently was the year where there was two famous fighter jet movies with big actors coming out and most people liked both but usually one someone gravitated to one more than the other i don't know if this was the case or if you just like the one you picked but for me Certainly, I gravitated to this one more. And the one I like, I'll mention both of them right now. So those two movies were Top Gun and Iron Eagle. Yeah. And my movie is Iron Eagle. I loved Iron Eagle. I, believe it or not, I had not seen, for some reason, I had soured on uh, Top Gun for a while. And I hadn't actually seen it all the way through until like five or seven years ago. And, uh, and it was decent, you know. But my problem with Top Gun, and I'll go into it more when uh, Justin's talking about it, uh, is uh, uh, Gusta. This no, <laughs> th- this was really at the top of Tom Cruise's douchebaggery. You know, he was, <laughs> he was just a complete douchebag around this time too. And you were like, eh. I, I, but with Iron Eagle, what I loved about it, you got the great Jason Gedrick, who was uh, who's done, done several things, but really his big movie that people remember him from was Iron Eagle. He was Heavenly in Kid. Heavenly Kid. That was an album movie who was really, really <laughs> That's great. That's a movie we haven't talked about. Yeah, it was really, really seen. good. Uh, but also, the, for me, for my money, the real star of Iron Eagle was Lou Gossick Jr. Yeah, mm-hmm. I loved Lou Gossick Jr. And playing the role of Chappie, he was so friggin' good. Yeah. So to break down Iron Eagle, and what I loved about Iron Eagle also over uh, – over Top Gun, there was no love story in it. There's, there's no romantic love interest. Top Gun in this wasn't movie. made for you. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, and no, it's true. And there was a lot of, uh, of girls who like that our, romantic. Our it, cousins, yeah. love this movie. Yeah. Marie loved this. Oh movie. yeah, Christine but, loved this. Movie. There's a lot of people that would put this on one of the top romantic movies of all time. The, uh, top Gun, not Iron mm, Eagle. Right. Kelly McGillis. Uh, yeah, Kelly McGillis. But uh, I'll, I'll try to hold off talking about that. I'll, 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 I'll stick <laughs> Justin, you're not gonna have to say <laughs> much. No, 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 right? you. We're just gonna skip straight. <laughs> to we'll you. just go right to you. No, I'll stick strictly to Iron Eagle. So Iron Eagle was just a super exciting movie and the, there's a script that i just re- recently wrote called the the spark which i love and i'm going to be pimping out even more once i have more money that i can throw around where I can <laughs> throw it in uh, <laughs> film festivals happen? and everything uh hopefully soon uh, no, no i meant that you have just money just lying around. yeah I know. <laughs> well i'm about hopefully to get soon. I mean, like anyway <laughs> yeah. uh, i'll pick up a second job just to be able to do it because i love mm. the the script i wrote i love so much and i want to champion it as far as i can go and uh, a lot of what the elements in it that really made me think about it uh, was the idea that a kid would go to the lengths that he goes to save it, one of his parents. Uh-huh. I think it's really an interesting concept, and that's kind of how my script goes They did goes that movie of. before. The Rescue. The Rescue the was from, really great for The guy it too. from Family Ties. Uh, was in it. Yes, the rescue with Skippy okay. and uh, Skippy. Uh, and uh, Kevin Dillon. Kevin Dillon. Uh, right, yeah, Dillon. he was really great in that. And I love the rescue, and I'll talk about that at a different time too. But yeah, what happens good. at the very beginning of the movie is um, Jason Gedrick's father, played by Tim Thomerson, who we've <laughs> seen a lot and talked a lot about lately in Volunteers, and he was in Near Dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played the. Um, the pilot that gets captured by I, I don't know if they mention what country it is like a Middle Eastern country he goes over there they think he's in uh, 
he thinks he's in neutral uh, flying space, and apparently he's not, and they end up capturing him. And the government's not going to do anything. They're not going to report a rescue mission or anything, and Gedrick is really pissed off. And he's a pilot himself. He's His dad would sneak him into the uh, t- to the planes with him a lot of times by putting that shield over his head, yeah. and he'd be doing stuff. So he was pretty capable of it. And there was a great scene at the beginning where he was racing the guy on the dirt bike. Remember that scene? Oh, yeah. Where he's, he's the guy on the grounds on the dirt bike, and yeah. Gedrick's on the plane and they're racing back and forth and he's got two friends he's got like four friends really but two of them you'll know one of them was lamar from uh, from revenge <laughs> from, of the nerds the guy on the mic that they call lamar they, exactly <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, one of the other guys was michael j fox's best friend from teen wolf oh yeah uh, the oh, yeah. one that drove the van what yeah. michael j fox uh, was doing on the top Styler, of it. Uh, styles 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 good one <laughs> anyway, we haven't talked about teen wolf <laughs> yet either smalls but i knew that was wrong i can't believe we haven't talked about teen wolf I yet know, either right? man uh, and then he's got a couple other friends too. He's got that kind of the the chubby kid, and then the other kid with the uh, the coke bottle kind of glasses and everything. And also, Shawnee's <laughs> they uh, spoofed him in uh, everything. In, no, in Loaded Weapon. <laughs> oh, really? What, what memory it was a guy from Oh Two no, no, Men. Yeah, uh, Hot Shot, Walleye, Walleye. But also had Shawnee Smith early on, the girl Ooh. from the Saw movies that ended up becoming one of the killers oh, yeah, in the yeah, Saw yeah. movies. Yeah, she was in, yeah. Uh, she was a lot of TV shows too, and she was in Summer School. She was. One of the girls. So what happens is when he finds out they're not going to have a rescue mission, he realizes, well, I'm going to have to go rescue my dad myself, and he's going to try to get Chappie, who's like an ex-marine mechanic who's uh, super capable uh, of helping him out. And before he even agrees to do it, him and his friends decide to get all the information. It's one of my favorite scenes of the movie where they're playing "We're Not Going to Take It," the Twisted Sister song, <laughs> and they're all doing different stuff. Uh, the two girls break into their uh, or go to their father's kind of uh, their father is in charge. They're all on this military base. So their father is in charge of like the imaging kind of center. And remember, they show oh, oh, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're showing up to get that overhead shot of the globe that you promised us and everything. And then Shawnee Smith dumps uh, soda all over him. And why he's gone, they steal like the, the imaging of the uh the place where the dad's being held. Yeah. And then the uh, other guy who's a computer genius breaks in and uh, and relieves that one woman on her break and he starts busting into the computers. And then there's the great scene where the guy from Teen Wolf and Lamar uh, light off all these fireworks and put them in like the steel drum and they think they're being shot at and why they're doing that. They break in and they find out exactly the <laughs> coordinates or when uh, and everything. So he's so got... It's more like a heist movie to so, me. Well, yeah. Uh, they had to thriller. Thriller. Thriller movies are definitely heist movies. Well, that yeah, part of sure. it, that part of it certainly was, you know. So then they get all the information they need, and Chappie's not on board uh, at first, but he kind of he's realized, kind of his mentor, right? He's kind of his mentor, but he's also was a uh, friends with uh, uh, Ted Masters, I think, is the Tim Thompson character, and he doesn't like the fact that they're they're not going to do a rescue mission. So he kind of trains them and everything, and they kind of butt heads. Remember, Jason Gedrick loves to listen to music. He wants to play that one vision song oh, yeah. by Queen uh, <laughs> that he keeps playing on his uh, tape like recorder. Really and there's some great stuff. It's his flying music, man. It's his flying music. <laughs> uh, great, great sequences with the uh, with the MIGs and the uh I wonder the if they do. I wonder if they have to go to the Department of Defense. I would think they would have to have say, somebody. We need some Blue Angels and planes. Yeah. Because these are some real deal planes that they were using. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. So it all comes down to this last. I mean, the last twenty minutes are like the incursion. They they him and Chappie go out. They're in separate planes, and brilliantly, uh, Lou Gossett Jr. realizes that if he didn't make it, he would be on his own. So he makes that audio tape that he 
tells him, he says, if I don't make it, you put that audio tape in. And at yeah. some point he gets clipped. And there's this great scene where he's like, I'm not going to make it, Doug. And uh, Doug screams, Chappie! Yeah. Like, put that tape in, kid. And yeah. then he goes down. And you think Chappie dies. At the end, he ends up coming back. He had ejected. Of course. And he gets coming back for Iron Eagle 2 yep. and Iron Eagle 3 and Iron, and Iron Eagle, Eagle 4. Eagle 4. <laughs> uh, so then you've got Jason Gedrick who's got a rescue his dad himself and he goes on the thing and he says hey if you don't put him on the runway i'm gonna uh start blowing up your oil fields and yeah they don't take him seriously and they don't get him moving so he takes out one of the oil fields and uh then the the bad guy is really great they scramble some of their own he jets. scrambles their jets and then he ends up the bad real bad guy gets in one of the jets himself mm-hmm. but it, it's a great scene where they come face to face where uh, he lands the plane and they're running at each other and Tim Thomerson had already got shot in the arm and he was like, Doug? <laughs> and he's like super <laughs> surprised that he sees his son so he gets in there and he's got to do a whole lot of scramble and it's got that bad guy saying, I've got you now, Iron Eagle. Yeah. <laughs> really great scene, man. My only disappointment is number two, they kill Jason Gredrick in the really? first 10 it, seconds yeah. of the movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, like literally that. the beginning of Iron Eagle. Iron Eagle 2 was decent. It was yeah. good. The three and four sucked. He must yeah. not have been able to be in it. Maybe not. And they were like, he's not even for two days. He's yeah. Yeah. Listed as uncredited in his IMDb really? thing, so oh, wow. that's how early on they kill him in the movie. Jeez. And it shocked everyone. They were like, "Wait, they just killed the star of Iron Eagle." Uh, <laughs> it was a fun movie. I mean, it was completely uh, action and thriller, and like you said, had some heist elements, had his buddies and everything. It wasn't weighed down with a lot of serenading people or with <laughs> with some with some love. I'm He's setting, using them, I'm setting them up. Few seconds. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't some okay. they didn't need code names and shit so in case you haven't guessed by now <laughs> alright we're going to you now my next movie is also in 1986 <laughs> airplane movie <laughs> yep and it's uh, Top Gun now never heard of it I, I will say I really do, do like you really Iron like Eagle. this movie Top Gun yeah yeah no I really do yeah um, and, and Top I, Gun's decent it's I not, didn't know if you were being like no, 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 no. Uh, but I really do like uh, Iron Eagle, you know, too. And, and I understand, you know, Iron Eagle, it's a good movie. Um, Basically, it's the love story. That and the fact that they were all really, like, pompous. That, that's the problem I like, had. We're well, the best. We're the, right, whereas but, in other people, they had to struggle to get through their shit. And I didn't yeah. much care for Tom Cruise when he played pompous. You know, mm-hmm. like that. The thing Unless is, it was though, ironic, like the, in Magnolia. What you, you know? have to realize is, though, is if you're that type of... If that's your job, is yeah. to fly No, I'm sure there are I'm people sure just you know, like that. Yeah. I'm sure they're all you're, that way anyways. Right. So. You know, so when you get to the cream of the crop, the top of the top, yeah. of the top and you see it in movies across the board, every time there's that character, like in Feds, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that, there's that you know, douchebag. Exactly, you know, so, okay. The, and they cast the right guy for it. Yeah, well, you know, but I also really like the uh, the dynamic between Val Kilmer and yeah. and him. There's um, some sub-actors in it, like uh, Michael Ironside was great, Strickland yeah. was in it as yep. the asshole guy. Yep. So you'll be you'll be delivering rubber dog shit to, yeah, to yeah, such exactly. and such if you misbehave again type right. of thing. And Anthony um, Edwards. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I mean, I just really like my main thing. Okay. So Tom Cruise is, and, um, oh, what's his partner's name? Anthony Edwards. Thank you. Um, are, you know, fighter pilots and they end up going in the very beginning of the movie. Maverick they're going. And Goose. And, yeah, Goose and Maverick. Yeah. Yeah. So you got Goose, Maverick, Iceman. Iceman is Val Kilmer. Um, and then I can't think of Iceman. Merlin. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, I, oh, yeah. yeah I, they they're actually, in pre-production right now. I think. Just yesterday they released. It's like June twenty sixth, twenty twenty is the uh, is the release. And it makes date. sense that he would because the whole idea with of it behind it is if you become like Top Gun, you would be like uh, one of the teachers. Right. Well, something. and that's the thing. At the very end of the movie, yeah. you know, uh, Strickland asked him, "What are you yeah. going to do?" And he said, "Oh, I think I'm going to be an instructor." You yeah. know. Um, I don't know why they waited this long to do this show. <laughs> He's been Strickland's busy. probably still alive, and he probably doesn't yeah. have hair either. <laughs> well, it sucks. I can't bring Anthony Edwards back, but Val Kilmer's on board for it. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna. Um, be in it. Tim Robbins is also in it. You know, yeah. just vaguely. Meg, uh, Meg uh, Ryan. Meg Ryan's in it. Kelly um, McGillis. Yeah, they had an all-star cast. Yeah, and I mean, so the thing was, the thing that I like, I don't really know anything about the Air Force and the Navy mm-hmm. and all that stuff, you know. And you don't very often, unless you go to air shows or you're interested in airplanes. The footage in that movie, I think, of, oh, yeah. of the dogfights and yeah, everything yeah. like that, the MIGs, you know, that to me is what makes the movie. Yeah, it's got a love story, and that's cute and everything, too. The music, man. The music. I, see, I it. like the music. Like, I, I like get, all the music. Highway to the Danger Zone. Or, Danger Zone was the only good song, in my opinion, from it, but I liked, uh, <laughs> but like the song, the... You lost that love and feeling? Oh, God, see, I so love bad. that. I love that because of the way they use it in the movie. You know, and I mean, maybe I like, karaoke irks me, anyways. Yeah. So maybe that's the reason. No, I, I, and I that have to disagree with you. I take I my love bre- doing karaoke. That take my breath away song, but oh, I wouldn't do that. God. Song. that right. when they play that take. My yeah, breath. well, that's a, a love scene. I'm more of a though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, Judas Priest. Guy. Yeah, but also, you know, with the uh, you've lost that love and feeling. Then at the end, you know, when he comes back and he's, you know, he, she's at the restaurant and he puts the money in the jukebox and plays it, and it's, you know, very. <laughs> that's that's yeah. too Americana. <laughs> and Ameri- you can't see me throwing up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but and so yeah, that's the love aspect of it. But to me, you know, the competition between and the character development too when Goose dies you're like oh man you know um, and fucking Meg Ryan after Goose dies mm-hmm. and um, I really like the dynamics that go on in between the pilots and the instructors and everything like that I mean there's a dog fight in the beginning a dog fight at the end and the rest is the training in the middle yeah and technically it was probably a more complete movie and, right. and more of what the average moviegoer would want to see yeah it was my, a huge my, smash it was a huge Absolutely. smash hit obviously you know I loved the and, video game. Uh, on Nintendo? Super oh my god! Super hard, man. Really? Dun, 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 yeah. It's dun, a great dun, game, but... Oh, you had to land, land on the aircraft, aircraft carrier. Yeah, fuck that game. A lot of people hate it. It's a, it's a super hard game. Yeah, I don't so. think I ever got past like the second level, yeah, but yeah. I still loved it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was hard to land. Uh, but, like I said, I think it was, as from a point of view of like a... 10 year old watching yeah. the movie I would so rather watch Lou Gossick Jr. screaming at uh, at uh, Jason Gedrick than, mm-hmm. than Tom Cruise being that pompous ass and trying to uh, uh, nail Kelly McGillis <laughs> well, you know but you know and then at the end uh, which is probably why it was you, good that I avoided it I mean it you were in the later. minority apparently in the movie <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Money. but I, I think it even helped that I waited so long because when I watched yeah. it like seven to eight years ago I, it was good yeah, yeah it was good it right. was no reason for me to avoid it I wasn't really purposely avoiding it I just never came across it Mm-hmm. Did you watch this the same week you watched Dirty Dancing? Yeah, that was another movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was I, I guess I gotta watch these. Yeah, really? Might as well get them over at once. Uh, one of the girls uh, that was on our movies, Tina, we were having this discussion of movies we hadn't seen that we probably should have seen. And everything. Which one did you make uh, her see? Scanners. <laughs> <laughs> she hated it. It didn't hold up. Uh, it holds up to me, but I yeah. love it. Uh, but... I had mentioned that I had never seen. I had. I went like five years before I saw Forrest Gump too. It was one of those things that I wasn't like, "Fuck that movie, I'm going to avoid it." It was just like, "Yeah, just it doesn't look like my thing," but I won't 
actively seek it out. I've I'll never see seen it Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, yeah see, and I own it someday. It's <laughs> <laughs> his copy. <laughs> Son bitch. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, what was your of the two movies? Iron you? Eagle. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I mean, there was no. Yeah. I. I, I just. They're just, they're just different movies. Yeah, you and, know what I mean. And I guess I'm just not sentimental about the. It has to be a love story. Love story. Like yeah, and I guess there it has are to love be stories like, that I like. Like you know, there's some love stories, the twisted ones, like pump up the volume style. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Secretary yeah. or something. Well, well, that's really twisted. <laughs> <laughs> My wife likes that movie Piano. Like mm. that's a good love story. Piano. Mm. Which piano? With um, Harvey Keitel. Oh, the piano. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. But no, just like some just like name, the but... crackerjack Americana stuff. I mean, it had great. If you were, it's like it's like how you like fishing movies. Yeah, you don't really care how great the movie is. Oh yeah, if it has fishing in it. If you like fire pilot movie, fighter pilot movies, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, this is one you're gonna watch. Yeah, that hot shots. That. Yeah. And it was one I did, Battle Over Britain. Was yeah, Battle Over Britain with Michael Caine. Yeah, Michael yeah. Caine. Yeah, hell, you know. Uh, <laughs> Oh, what's that one that just came out? Yeah. Dunkirk. Yeah, Dunkirk. Oh, have you seen Man. it? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. That was so, so good. good. Me and Dave so watched good. that. And we were blown away really by it. I love the convergence they make on that, you know, with the, like, what is it, like, three hours, three days, three weeks or something Yeah, well, you like should that. watch like, Darkest Hour after we watch that. Yeah, I'd like to check that out. Game. Yeah, but the, yeah, so Top Ooh, Gun. Top Gun. Yeah, good movie. Not as good as it. Don't care what either of y'all say. <laughs> I didn't. It's not a bad movie. No, no, no. He I, just asked me which just, one I liked better. Yeah. No, it is. And <laughs> if, if Top Gun had Lou Gossett Jr. in it, yeah, I'd right. Probably like Top Gun more. <laughs> like, uh, man, that, all about that, some Honey Roy Palmer. That scene where uh, where he gets angry at uh, where he gets angry at yeah, Jason yeah. Gedrick, and no one gets angry at like Lou Gossett Jr. Oh, he's great. When he screams, "Look at me when I'm talking to you!" Yeah. And then his whole face shook, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, his his whole demeanor and yeah. voice is fantastic. All right, Dave, what'd you got for your number two? I or couldn't, are we two? Is number that two, we yeah. yeah. I couldn't get out of the eighties without having at least one uh movie by Harrison Ford. Oh, we're going oh. Kelly McGillis too. And this it, is Witness. Yeah. I never saw this. Really? I've, I've heard really. about it. I've it heard about how great did it you is. watch I I know I let you borrow it. Do you watch did you watch it? I've seen it, yeah. Yeah. Um it was it was good. It, as far as thrillers go, it was a little more low key. Oh yeah, a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But you were still concerned for the little kid through yeah, the whole yeah. thing. But the, and uh, this little kid lo- grew up to be a, a great actor too, Lucas Haas. Was uh, he? In? He was in. Uh, uh, damn, was he was in Mars Attacks? Okay. Uh, he was Inception. Uh, Inception. He was one of the guys yep. that was uh, helping them get under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you'd recognize him now that he's older if you look up Lucas Haas. He's yeah. really yeah. great. So basically, and and Danny Glover. And Danny Glover. And Danny Glover a bad is guy. a killer. Scumbag. Oh, wow. So what happens is uh, the little kid goes with his mom. They're Amish. They're Amish, and they had to go visit somebody. One of their sisters yeah. was having a baby. Was it a train station where it happened? They were in a train yeah. station. So they were waiting in the train station, and the little kid goes to use the restroom. Mm-hmm. And when the kid's in the restroom... The Danny Glover comes in and kills. Was his other partner famous too? No, but no. the guy they killed was famous. Was he? I can't remember. Um, God, I wish I could remember what I'll his name was right now. Anyways, you've seen him before. Cool. Go ahead. And the kid witnesses uh-huh. the guy. Getting... That's where it comes in. The title. Yes. Witnesses <laughs> 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 is Danny Glover killing this guy, and then like. What do, all right, what, hold on. Yeah, let's stop the pod just so I can. Find <laughs> it, uh, I don't know what guy you're talking about, or else I'd say his yeah, name. Yeah, Vigo Mortensen was in this, by the way. I was gonna super young Vigo Mortensen. Oh wow, I bet it was too. He, I don't oh, and it's got he... the guy from Die Hard that dies at the end, also from Money Pit. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. And the guy from Daryl. Is that who you're thinking of? Yeah. No, yeah. it was a different guy. Yeah. Um, so he witnesses the murder, and Harrison Ford shows up. Harrison Ford's a detective. Uh-huh. He takes the kid to uh, the police station. First, he takes the kid to the bar, and they drag a bunch of people out of the bar. He's like, huh. this guy do it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then they go to the police station. They weren't taking this kid's, like, kind of, like, emotions into consideration yeah, at all times. And so they take him back and have him go through that flip book. Of suspects, right? You know, but wasn't he? He was like an the guy, Amish the deaf kid or something. No, he right? wasn't. No, he was just shy. He was really kind of withdrawn. So the, okay. the kid, he's looking at the book for a while. Then he starts wandering around the police station, mm-hmm. and he like stops in front of like the cabinets where they put like citations and stuff. And they got a uh, they got a picture of uh, Danny Glover, yeah, with get, getting a commendation. Oh shit! And yeah. he starts pointing at it, and then Harrison Ford, yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, Harrison Ford, we gotta get this kid out. Of Harrison here. Ford goes and tells his captain. Goes to his captain's house. And tells his captain. Uh-huh. You find out the captain is in on. Yeah, the, oh, they had fuck. stolen a bunch. I think of, the captain was a guy from Daryl. Yeah, that died. they stole some chemicals that used to make uh, speed. Oh wow! Yeah. And it was like twenty-two million dollars worth. Of oh fuck! And uh, so he goes and he hides with the Amish. Yeah, you get to takes see... the kid and and basically the middle part of the movie yeah. is just him being Amish. Yeah. yeah. So it's not that's not as thrilling that part until, of it, until that the, part of the it. beginning and the end were really. Vigo Mortens is one of the neighbors Amishmen. Yeah. And I don't even think he has a speaking role. Really? With huh. yeah. This was Peter Weir who did this, who was super famous for doing Master and Commander and the oh, Truman Show. A lot of people love Peter Weir and they will jump over um, each other to he's very uh Terrence Malick in the way that mm-hmm. where he doesn't do a lot of movies, but when he does them, people, people really come the people come out of the woodwork just to work with him because he's that amazing. And uh, I remember watching this when I was younger too, and I, I loved it. I thought it was the so end great. scene was great. Yeah. So they find the out where he is, yeah. mm-hmm. and Danny Glover and his partner, and then the chief of police, or the captain, or wherever, yeah. find out where he's staying in uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And they go there to the house, and I was hoping they would use that grain elevator yeah. as a weapon because they talked about it earlier in the movie, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I can't imagine having. Ton and a half of corn dropped on your head. Oh. oh fuck, dude! Yeah, it was really cool that silo scene. I loved it, and this was probably our first exposure to Amish of Amish oh. anybody. You know, I, I and there since was another then, movie I can't remember the name. Oh, of there's been now. a couple, I'm sure. Oh well, Kingpin. Kingpin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Steve, stand-up comedian that was doing an Amish joke. He's like, that might not be right. My only reference of Amish is the movie Kingpin. <laughs> uh, my wife is obsessed with that Breaking Amish show. Uh, that was on TLC. Well, I, they do that uh, one year where they're allowed yeah, to that's leave. Yeah, that's the, what it is. Is, it, is that what it that's is? That's what the show is, and it's very oh. interesting. And they just and go crazy. It, it's really great. Uh, I It's one of those guilty pleasures my wife uh, likes, and every once in a while I'll I'll agree to watch them with her because she likes me to watch certain shows with her. That I doesn't for, sound and like I force a resounding her. endorsement. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, it was... It's, one of those times she forces it. It's ridiculous, and it's guilty pleasure, clearly, but I make her watch a lot of stuff that I think is amazing. Have you seen watch, The Amish Mafia? No, I haven't seen that. I did hear about that. I saw like two episodes. But it's pretty funny. The Breaking Amish is very interesting because these people, like you said, they have this. Uh, my wife could be able to tell you all the ins and outs the about it. They call, or... they call it something. Mm-hmm. But they take these guys who've been living on this Amish community for their entire life and they're allowed to go No off. electronics, no, no drinking, nothing. no yeah. swearing, no and then they, worldly possessions. So really. they threw them into New York City yeah. and watching them not know what shit is. Like, th- there's a scene where they're. 
they're trying to figure it's out like what crocodile dundee, they, yeah, man. Well, yeah. even worse, even worse, they're trying to figure out what a coffee maker is. They're yeah. tipping it upside down. They're like, "What is this?" Yeah, and then they eventually like go out to bars. To an alien planet. It'd yeah, be crazy. it really would be. But then they go out in the bars, and it uh, within the thir- third episode, they all turn completely slutty. They all are like sw- every other word is "fuck this, fuck that," and it completely yeah. almost go, ruins their life. That's why. But that's why when like I we went to Christian school, yeah, and some of those motherfuckers. Of the most deviant people yeah. you ever met because they you tell somebody they can't do anything yeah. long enough and that's all they want to do. Then well, the second season was Return <coughs> to Amish where they go back. Oh, shit. And some of, after some you, of them after don't you go see, back. Some of them don't. Some go of them back. don't. Yeah. And one of them became a model uh, in the the, uh, the Breaking Amish, the originals. Yeah. Uh, no shit. One of them became, she was gorgeous and she's trying to... And, I grew up Amish. Yeah. <laughs> and she didn't want to have to do with any of her friends. She like... I don't even know these guys eventually. She wow. she had them come back for a while, but then she was like, this is what I've been trying to get away from my yeah. whole life. But then a lot of them miss it and they go back. But once you're shunned from that community, it's you like you yeah. can never go back. Mm-mm. And your friends Just and your Andy family Quaid. are not allowed to talk to you. They yeah. cannot speak but, to you. But I mean, there's a certain there's a certain ease of life yeah. to what they do, yeah. to be honest with you. Oh, it's yeah. true. I mean, I live out here on a farm on the end of a road yeah. with nobody around. Yeah. If more of them I, go if, back, if I didn't than, have to worry leave. about paying bills at all, yeah, and all I had to do is worry about stuff, growing stuff, so I can eat, yeah, and helping my neighbor because it's a very like the there's a lot of rules pulls, though. There that, are that, that's the problem. And you have to be it. super religious. Yeah. That kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rules is what really killed. Do they have one? That's kind of what is it just a cult? Yeah. yeah. Is it just yeah? <laughs> all right, so let's move on. So my number two, and this is a movie that I loved early on when me and Dave watched it up north. This is also 1986, and this is The Hitcher. Oh yeah. And if there was anything that kept you from hitchhiking, this movie certainly would. And the movie starts right off. It starts the great C. Thomas Howell, which we talked about in, um, in Red Dawn earlier. Yeah. And the bad guy played brilliantly by Rudger Hauer. Yeah. And it starts right off. The first line of the movie, and I watched it recently, is he, he opens the door. It's raining. Someone's walking on the road. C. Thomas Howell op- pops the door open, and his first line of the movie is, my mom told me never to do this. Oh, God. And then he gets in and... Almost immediately, you realize he picked up the wrong guy, mm-hmm. and he makes him feel uncomfortable. And he realizes that this guy is scary, and he ends up. Is it, who is it, Michael Ruger? Rucker Howard. Oh, Ruger. Yeah, Ruger yeah, Howard. And originally, Fuck no. even originally, if I knew him, it was Ruger Howard. <laughs> <laughs> originally, Sam Elliott was cast in the role. See, I had to pick, up, heard, I had to pick up a Sam. Elliott. Yeah. And I heard that Sam Elliott was so friggin' scary in the rehearsal. Oh, I can only that imagine. That the producer would not walk outside with him oh, and man. would not get in the car with him. I could and, just picture him doing yeah, that. Yeah, and, like, and it, since I ever since I heard so that, I thought that of that. Guy? No, he yeah. had another uh, thing happened with Sam Elliott, and he had to drop out. Oh, so they got wow. Rugger, and Rugger Hour was brilliant in it. It mm-hmm. really made Rugger Hour's career like skyrocket up. This, this, this was Nighthawks. after. Uh, this, um, was this was after right Nighthawks. before Blind Fury. No, uh, um, Blade, Blade Runner. <laughs> uh, Blade Runner was before this. Yeah, it was eighty two. Uh, Blade Runner was before this, and so was Nighthawks. I think Nighthawks was eighty three. Nobody maybe knows Nighthawks. Uh, I love Nighthawks, man. No, it's such a great. fucking phenomenal. Do you movie. know Nighthawks? I don't. No, no, you'll have to watch it over my house one day. It's so great. Yeah. Rugger Howard's great in that. Rugger always plays a bad guy for the most Stallone, part. Every man. once in a while, he'll play a good guy. He was kind of a good guy in Wedlock, which we mentioned earlier, and he was so great with uh, in that movie with Mimi Rogers. But anyways, so you realize that this guy's a bad guy, man. He's really bad, mm. and he's. Talk, starts talking about the people that he's killed that he they go by uh why were you out there uh and he was like talking about i 
cut this woman's, I cut this family up. I cut her arms and her legs off right before I cut her head off. Jesus. And it's just scaring the shit out of them. And he, they even go by a, uh, uh, a checkpoint. And C. Thomas Howell has a uh, moment where he can, like, call out. But Rucker Howard has this stiletto, you know, that just pops straight up. And yeah. puts it right up against C. Thomas Howell's balls. It doesn't oh, have. Oh, fuck. It doesn't have. 10 pounds pressure behind the blade. Like, yeah. if it was against him, it yeah. it's well, not like it would go through you. And he's he's just driving from, like, uh, I, I think he's driving from some place to San Diego or something. It's one of those rent-a-cars, kind of like what uh, Dana Carvey was doing in moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Type of thing. So it wasn't even his vehicle. But shortly after this, uh, what's going on is he ends up pushing Rucker Hauer. He sees that the door is ajar. Uh-huh. And he at some point, he freaks out and just pushes Rucker out of the car. And he, nice. he rolls out of the car. And then the next scene that comes on is uh, C. Thomas Howell shows up at this diner where Jennifer Jason Lee is working. And he's eating fries and he's always, he's kind of distraught. He's called the cops and he's like, I think I, the people that were killed on the side of the road, he says, I picked them up. I, I think I know who did this. And he's, he's sitting there, he's eating his fries and all of a sudden he takes a bite, he puts it down. The next bite, he reaches up and it's a finger. Oh, it's a completely fuck. severed finger. And he freaks out and he goes out and he starts puking his guts out on the ground. And when he's, while he's puking his guts out, the cops come, show up, put the guns on him. We know what you've done, kid. We know what you did. Oh, and wow. they think that he's the one who he's the killer. And they put the guns on him. And uh, Jennifer Jason Lee's like, what are you taking him for? You know, he didn't do this. And he's, he's like, stay out of the stay out of this. They take him to the police station. And he's like, who are you? And he, he's like, he's telling them they don't really believe him. And they're like, call, he's like, call the people I rented the car from. And they call, no answer. Call my brother, no answer. And <laughs> they're like, we're going to put you in a cell. And Damn. he puts him in the cell and he falls asleep. And when he wakes up, the, right cell, the cell door is ajar. And he opens the cell door and all the cops have been slaughtered. Oh, fuck. They've all been killed. Ah. Jesus. And from this point on, Riker Howard is just fucking with this kid over and over and over again and making it more look like he's doing it. And he ends up grabbing... Uh, so Riker Howard is nowhere to be seen. A lot of times he's just out of sight watching C. Thomas Howell deal with this shit. And this is the kind of the occasion with that, with the police station. So he grabs one of the cops... C. Thomas Howell grabs one of the cops' gun, rushes outside. You can hear the cars coming. And you know there's no way he can explain this. So he runs up into the hills and now he's walking in the fucking desert and he comes across uh, this bus. He ends up getting on the bus and the bus ends up getting stopped at some point. Uh, but on the bus is Jennifer Jason Lee and he grabs Jennifer Jason Lee and throws her in the bathroom and he tells her, he's like, I didn't do this. You got to believe me. You know I didn't do this. And she barely knows it, but she still believes him. Right. And all of a sudden, the, the bus gets pulled over by two cops. And oh, you can fuck. tell the cops, like every other cop that pulls him over, they do not believe him. Right. They don't believe he had anything to do with this. And, uh, or they, they believe he did this. I, uh, I said that wrong. But, uh, and one of them is trying to fuck with him. He's like, You're, you just spit on my hand. Hand, wipe it off and you, you know what's going to happen he's waiting for him to grab his hand so they can either throw him to the ground or actually kill him right and jennifer jason lee has uh gets c thomas howell's gun and shoots in the air and forces these cops to uh to drop their weapons and she's involved now and she takes off with c thomas howell and they have this great firefight where they're driving in the car and everything and then they go to this uh they go to a hotel C. Thomas Howell decides to take a shower. And during the shower, you see Jennifer Jason Lee uh, laying in the bed kind of on her side. And you see a hand go up there and you think it's C. Thomas Howell getting back in the bed. Rucker Howard's in the bed with her. Damn. <laughs> he's like, he's always there, man. Yeah. And C. Thomas Howell gets out of the room and 
they're missing and you don't realize what's going on and come to find out um, this is the scene that everyone always remembers uh, and I still want to use this uh, kind of death scene in one of our movies because it was such a brilliant death scene but it was uh, brutal is <clears throat> the cops come in and one of the cops is uh, the guy who played Dale in The Walking Dead he mm-hmm. was also uh, in Shawshank Redemption he was the lawyer and he's a Frank Darabont a guy he's in yeah. a lot of movies mm-hmm. and he plays a cop and, and at this point they know he didn't do it because Rucker Howard's sitting in a semi with his foot on the gas and he wants C. Thomas Howell in the passenger seat with him. Well, what's happening in the back of the semi is Jennifer Jason Lee's arms are tied behind her head to one end of the semi. John Quarter. And the her legs oh, fuck. are to like this like solitary kind of concrete oh. embankment. And he's got her stretched oh. completely out. And he's just got Revenant. his foot balanced on that gas pedal. Oh. And she's screaming and everything. And he goes into the... Uh, car uh he goes into the cab with uh Rutger Hauer and you think well there's cops right there I mean he's yeah. got to do something you know he's 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 never going to get away with this and literally he just at one point steps on the gas floors it and just rips her apart oh they don't show fuck. it but yeah just, but like, you know what you happens. know what happens yeah. and everything. and so now he's in police custody and everything and it just I don't want to give too much away at the end but it just it goes down to like <clears throat> him getting out of police custody and then just one on one him and C. Thomas Howell going at each other man huh. and it's it's just a brutal brutal kind of thriller movie which makes you not want to hitchhike that's for sure have you guys <laughs> there's, ever, lots other, why, there's lots of other reasons not to yeah, hitchhike right? well that, that if you saw as a young Warnos, well I, I, I hitchhiked when I was a kid yeah that's what my next question was have yeah. you had any um, kind of weird experiences I've never uh, had any weird ones picking people up or, I've picked no. people up but I've, it's always been you know I've never picked anybody up yeah how far into on an idea does that seem now or would you do oh that no now? I mean like I'd have to know you that or like I'd have to <laughs> I'd have to see your car break down you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah. because there was a guy here in town maybe even 10 years I've ago. I've stopped and asked if I can make a call for people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I've, for sure. That far I'll go. Um, yeah. You know, I've helped people change a tire and stuff like that. But you, those are, you know, I mean, like, I guess, sure, they could be crazy and hit you over the head with yeah. a tire iron, but it's four o'clock in the afternoon, so probably I not. I broke down twice on I-75 and had two people pick me up. Oh, wow. Once was a cop, so obviously yeah. it was it was cool. I, I was just walking. He must have came up behind me, and I heard the sirens. I look around as a state police trooper. Yeah. He's like, oh, get in. I'll give you a ride to the gas station. Hell and, yeah. Uh, gave me a ride. But another time it was similar. My uh, timing chain just broke. I could hear it. Yeah. And I, I could hear it hitting the ground, mm-hmm. and I just coasted all, yep. the, all of it. All of it stops. The car just stops, and you just coast to the side. Yep. And like you said, I think someone saw it happen. Because mm-hmm. right after it happened, I started just, I knew something was bad, and I started walking to the exit, and that was probably three miles to the exit. And this guy pulled over and everything. He's like, he's like, you want to ride to the gas station? He yeah. said, I'm getting off the next exit. And I didn't even think twice of it. I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And I got in, and it was right. cool, and he dropped me off. <laughs> you were probably like, I just want to die right now. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't you have to wait like six hours at the gas station? No, this was, uh, that that was a different time. That was when I, uh, that was when the cop dropped me off the gas station. I had to wait for your roommate had to, to wake you up. And you you were in the next room sleeping and yeah. the roommate told me you weren't there. <clears throat> so it, uh-huh. I had been sleeping for hours and hours and finally... You that had sucks. he put like a note under your door or something. I think you saw the note that says your brother's broken down, and I've been sitting at the gas station for like five or six hours. Oh, wasn't man. it? It was in Tampa. It was like an hour and a half away uh, from Gainesville. But the other thing, it was just in Venice, and I had to wait like an hour, maybe till uh, uh, Bob came and picked me up. Mm. Uh, and we got it towed, but yeah. How about you? Did you have, you've had occasions where we had. Do you remember John Christian and I used to go. 
um, retrieve golf balls at yeah, night yeah, from yeah. the ponds at Willowdale Golf Course. And what we did is we took his we took his pool um, scraper, scraper, mm-hmm. you know, the long pole you yeah. used yeah. to clean the debris out of a Absolutely. pool. Absolutely. We we put a a rake, a forked rake in there, and then mm-hmm. built a box a around box the rake. Around it, yeah. And nice. then we'd throw the cool. rake into the pond yeah. and we'd drag it across the bottom and right. it would the water would pass through and then we'd have all the golf balls. Right. Well we're walking with this pole down the side of the from his house over to Willowdale Golf Course, probably mm-hmm. a mile. Mm-hmm. And some dude in a station wagon pulls up army fatigues. Oh hey man, get in. I'll give you guys a ride. We're it's like one in the morning. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. we're like, no, nah, man, we're you're cool. like fourteen and or fifteen, the, something like yeah. that. Yeah, and he's like, no, 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 I'm going that way anyways. I said, you don't know where we're going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm going that way. Yeah, <laughs> wherever you're she, going, I'm that going that way. But he started getting really insistent, aggressive, yeah. about yeah. giving us a ride. Right. Yeah. And I mean, there was two of us. If yeah. he had a gun, we'd have been in trouble. But yeah. that was the only uncomfortable yeah. thing. And I've never given anybody a ride. Yeah, I've had people when I was really young. I remember up north, playing in the front yard, stopping the car in the front yard, trying to get us to come over to the car. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that was right. that was. I scary. do remember that. No, yeah. I, I mean, shit. I you know, I won't say who it is just for confidentiality. But I you know, I know somebody whose car was broken down. Somebody pulled over and literally tried to snatch them. Yeah, you know, like they he had the the door open and he got a hold of her and. Was trying to pull her in oh you know, mom something happened she was riding her bike over by the uh mansfield airport yeah and someone jumped out of the bushes oh shit and tried to and tried to grab her off uh, her bike whoa. and she got away wow that's scary man yeah yeah you hear about those stories but all right you got anything more upbeat than that well i think the mention of this movie alone would will make you a little more upbeat so uh we're going with the uh the Corys and Corys, the lost boys oh the lost boys yeah, yeah man hells yeah. yeah this was fun this, it, was, this a, was a great this was a good movie. thriller and a good horror movie like i said they kind of go well together Kiefer sutherland jason patrick yeah jason patrick now and also, hang Jamie on. Jamie Gertz. We Alex... just talked about Jamie Gertz and uh, Twister. Oh yeah, Alex Winter. Alex Winter. I follow him on Twitter. He's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Is it the Frog Twins? The, Frog Brothers. The Frog, Frog Brothers. Yeah. yeah. There was um... Alex Winter was uh, was the uh, other one. Bill Esquire or Ted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> My yeah. favorite line in the whole goddamn movie is the is the old man. The, at the old man van. Yeah. It's one yes. thing I always one couldn't stand about Sarah, Sarah Claire. Claire. Yeah. It's all the all goddamn, goddamn vampires. Also had my boy from Gilmore Girls, Richard Gilmore, bottom middle there, Edward Herman. Oh, oh really? Love Edward Herman. He was the yeah. vampire. He was the vampire. Yeah, that so was good. great. It was. It was. I loved a cool him in uh, Overboard. Overboard. He was. He was uh, <coughs> oh, yeah. Goldie Hawn. Oh yeah, the wife that was thrilled yeah. she was gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, you know, you got it's a vampire movie, but uh, like. One of the best moms too. I love the mom. And yes. Oh yeah, she's, she's so great. Good. She reminds she reminds me she always always has. She reminds me of uh, this woman I know named uh, Linda Spence. She was one of my friends' moms yeah. growing up. She's and super sweet, and she can't not play sweet in a yeah. movie too. It, the cross is between the mom from that '70s show, yeah. and her. Yeah, I could see her if being you, compared if, to that. If there. you put the two of them together, no, what's you her have name? Linda. I always forget her name. Kitty. Um, no, I meant uh, <laughs> the woman in uh, uh, Diane Weist. Diane Weist, yeah. yeah, she's so good. I love Diane yeah. Weist. Um, so she's moved out to Santa Clara. I don't think they really explain why she. Maybe she got a new job. 
No, she. I got divorced. She, was it divorced? She got divorced and she had to live with her dad. That's yeah, yeah. what it was. She okay. had to move in with her dad. <clears throat> and you could tell this was weird, like on the uh, kind of like Venice Beach, you would imagine it yeah. being California, yeah. where everyone at this time was weird and they had the Mohawks. It was very yeah. 80s. Yeah. yeah. Oh, very 80s, man. Yeah. This was John. Uh, uh, damn, John. I can't remember the guy who directed it. Oh. John uh, Lessinger? No, the guy did uh, Falling Down and one of the, the two bad Batman movies. Oh. <laughs> uh, I tried to erase him out of my memory. <laughs> He's a famous gay director who ends up bringing a lot of great elements uh, to his movies. Uh, damn, I can't remember his last I'm name. I'm trying to get to it. Yeah. We're going to shut the pod down here. John Schumacher. Schumacher. Schumacher, yeah. He's really good. Did Time to Kill. Really good. Uh, Kiefer really loved him. Did a lot of uh, good stuff with Kiefer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Kiefer it was, it was great. great. Yeah. Well, and, you know, so uh, basically the guy who plays Michael um, sees Star. Jason Patrick. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about Star the other day, weren't we? Yeah, Jamie Kirk. He, he was in Twister. weird little oh, brother. Right, yeah. That, or, yeah. That was... It's the attack of Eddie Munster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, and so they have this attraction. He, they're at like the little carnival there and stuff yeah. like that. And he wants to kind of <laughs> the get... greased up guy with his saxophone. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> for some reason. I remember yeah, that. that's that's, right, Ch- dude. that's Joel that was... Schumacher coming through with that. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, and... he's famous. He goes to cons. Oh really? Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I hope he's not still greased up. No, no, no. <laughs> Only in the fo- big photo behind him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, he's trying to get to know this girl and she's like, oh no, you don't want to know me. And, um, and I, I always get the kid from Lost Boys mixed up with the one from Near Dark. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and so basically they're recruiting him to kind of become a new vampire and he doesn't know it yet. Um, I love the transformation that goes on with him, uh, like where they make him slower than some other vampire movies. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, oh, yeah. especially like especially Near Dark. Near Dark yeah, yeah, I mean he turned like that. But I love with them when they're drinking with him and they're eating oh. the noodles. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, how are how, maggots? How's those maggots. Yeah, he's like, what? And he's like, you're eating maggots, kind Michael. Of like, fucked me for a little while. For oh, Chinese it still food. does. It's like, <laughs> white rice out of a container. It still pops into my head every time. Um, now I gotta pull that on you next time you come over to eat. Yeah, let's I put a bunch of maggots in Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know. And so he, I love the the bridge scene. Oh yeah. Where they and I think that's Just kind like, of oh, like Michael. Yeah. yeah I oh, think that's man. kind of his final <laughs> it transformation. It wasn't very big, right? Uh, it wasn't very high. Like well, no, looked, I think it was. No, it was super high. Super oh, was high. Yeah. Because yeah. those guys could fly. That's right. True. And then you just saw him float, and then it did that great blend cut to him falling on his bed. Yeah. And not right. remembering what happened. Yeah. And remember the um. What was the dog's name? A nook. Yeah, a nook yeah. knew that he was changing. Always listen to your different. animals. Yep. Like in near dark, and that horse ran away from her. You yep. should have ran away from I'm her. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The animals. <laughs> but uh, that was a great scene, man, where he's just singing uh, to the song and taking the bubble bath, and Jason Patrick's coming up the stairs. And yeah. You can see a nook. I don't know how they got that dog that angry. Yeah. But he got fucking angry. He was a yeah, husky, he bit him. Wasn't he? What? I think he was a husky. Yeah. yeah. They're just naturally crazy. Yeah. yeah. But uh, they're pissed. They're not in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> Why you have us in fucking California? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, and that's when, you know, so, uh, and I always get, what is it, Corey Haynes is his brother. Corey Haynes is the brother. Haynes, yeah. yeah. And then and, uh, Feldman, Feldman is the frog is brother. The frog brother. Yeah. Um, so, oh, such a great role for uh, both those guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's where they started kicking he, it off, too. Cor- it's funny because Corey Haynes reminded me of Matt. Yeah, a little bit. He well, he, the way he dressed yeah, in that, that movie. Yeah, the feathered hair and that type of yeah. thing. Uh-huh. Our brother, yeah. 
he, he kind of did have a lot of elements of that. I saw this movie for the first time with Marie uh, Vecino, our cousin. We went to Video Junction, and she's like, you're going to love this movie. I know you oh, love really? horror movies, and you love comics, and it's he the kid and it collects comics and yeah. tells me about the Frog Brothers and everything. I remember her calling mom at work and saying, so I rented this movie. I know it's rated R and everything. We're going to watch it with him. It's not anything. There's, there's no nudity in right. it, and there's some, uh, some violence Nudity's and stuff. Nudity's all they cared but, about. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, <laughs> And that's what I had told her, too. I said, oh, they'll let me watch if there's not any nudity in it. Yeah. And I loved it. God man. forbid you see a naked body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, oh, God, I'm just remembering the scenes, like, at the end when they find out that oh. he's the head vampire. Oh, yeah. Oh. And, and they, they, had, they thought they... Could, they gave him the garlic. Get, well, they thought yeah. they could get away that with scene not, where they're doing the tests at, with the, not at the dinner table. Inviting him, but yeah. she had already yeah. invited him in. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm I not going to come in. You're the man of the house, and I'm not going to come in unless you invite me. Right. And so you are invited, Max. Yeah. 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 Boom. And that right there, you know, and he says, silly boy, don't you know that real and inviting a vampire And he does that. He sticks that tongue out, and he has those long fangs. Yeah. Oh. I just love the back and the forth with the uh, the antlers, you know. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. That was That was a good way to kill one. I just, I love the, uh, scene where he throws him in the tub, uh, filling oh, with the holy water. That's what I was thinking. That, the front cover, of the Fangoria he issue. He a, comes up and he's like bleeding. Yeah, yeah that's the front cover of one of my favorite covers it, of the Fangoria yeah. issue, where it's the awesome makeup on him and everything. Yeah. And I love where they're taking care of him and the other ones downstairs. Uh, Corey Hames downstairs with a bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. And I love when they finally converge and we're like, we just killed the one in the tub that looked like Twisted Sister. We totally yeah. annihilated his blood-sucking ass. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love the sound, the music that played when they were flying back oh, in that yeah. room. You know, like that was awesome. They that, thou shalt not. Yeah. And they, did, yep. they had that that crazy like bat cam remember when they attacked the guy the security guard yeah, the oh, yeah, yeah. and they ha- they had like the Flying POV in. they yeah. took the roof off yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. really great elements um, and stuff probably one of Joel uh, Schumacher's best movies really he really was amazing I really loved the way that Alex Winter died yeah, and when he was hanging oh, upside down and they were staking him, man. oh man, like you know, <laughs> his just, eyes go. Well, he just started screaming. Well, he started screaming, and the fluid just yeah, started the blood just coming out because he was hanging him. upside and it was down. All over him, and they were like, "We screwed up, we screwed up." Yeah, they opened their eyes and talk. We didn't see that one coming. Yeah, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Oh, man. And then, yeah, uh, Kiefer came out, and he's like, you're dead meat. Yeah. And then he comes all the way up until when the, the sunlight. sunlight hits him. Yep. And then he has to back off, and he's like, that breathe, and it does, yep. and a single tear comes down his cheek. Man. Yep. It's like, it's very right. intense, man. I love and, uh, This was and, a major impact on me when I was younger. Oh, yeah, it was great, yeah. dude. And I love the, the when the grandpa shows up at the end yep. and the stakes come through. You hear his horn? Yeah. Burr, 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 yeah. Burr, burr. yeah like, he's like, <laughs> he told Corey Hayes, he's like, you want to go? For a ride? Oh, yeah. I go around the town? Yeah, yeah, they get him and he turns the car on, they sit there and he's like... And he, start, he, he turns it turns off? I thought we were going to go to town. Yeah, last the closest town as I like to get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was such a great actor in that yeah, movie too, yeah, man. It it, the whole movie could be avoided if he had just been up front with people. Yeah, That's absolutely. why I love how casual he was. Hey, watch out for the vampires. That's all he had to say. Yeah, yeah. But, but a great you know, end well, shot too where the... Uh, remember, it was all lit by the refrigerator when he said that yeah, yeah, line yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and then when he delivers the line it's it's held on the frog brothers the mom they and the laugh, son. Right? well no they're all just shocked and then the the uh, refrigerator closes and it, that's how it swipes to black and that's how it ends oh yeah it really, really I love he comes stuff. in and he like you know pops a coke pops a root know? beer or something yeah, yeah. remember he says that top shelf's mine don't yeah. touch the root beer yeah. right? <laughs> and those peanut butter boppers remember those yeah. the 80s? that snack from the 80s that he had on which the, ones the, were they they were called peanut butter boppers 
They were like uh, Whoppers, but peanut butter, right? It was, no, they were long they were like Nutter sticks. butters? They, oh. they were long like, like sticks filled like vanilla with... Vanilla wafers, uh, but with peanut butter in it? Now, if you look them, you have, to, you have to look them up. Uh. It's, uh, it was only around for like a year or Ooh, two. Nutter butters, yeah. those are good. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching Castle Rock. I haven't had sugar in two months. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching Castle Rock last night, and they're, he's going into his mom's house, and he sits down, one of the guys sits down to write something, and there's a six-pack of Moxie on the door. Oh, nice. And I was oh, like, wow. that's somebody doing their research. Yeah. Right Ooh, if it's Maine, we go to show Moxie. That's yeah, funny. although yeah, I've never even heard of that. Drank it when I, yeah. Maine, New Hampshire, and Massachusetts is really the Moxie capital. If you haven't had Moxie, it's a soda that ninety percent of people hate, but I'm one of the ten percent that freaking love it. Ginger beer mixed with cola, yeah, with like it's, a sarsaparilla this, type yeah. of thing with it. Most people do not it's like got a it. Bite it's a very to acquired it. taste. It's a very uh, acquired taste. taste. All right, good pick there, man. Yeah. For number one, what do you got, Dave? This is number one. Uh, Christopher Walken has to be on. Oh yeah, Dead Zone. Oh, I love the Dead Zone. One of Stephen King's best books one of his best one of christopher Walken's best one of, one of uh, martin, martin sheen's best roles you don't get to see martin sheen in a villain role and he was evil in this man i'm not sure i saw super this evil oh you would love oh, it man. i, I so definitely good. have heard of it i definitely yeah. am familiar but i I'm don't sure we touched upon it on the stephen king pop probably a while ago. so he gets in an accident right yep. is that how he goes uh, in a coma? i remember it now yeah so okay. he goes in a coma south park for like Makes fun of this all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For but like I remember, six years, yeah. he's in a coma. And his, like, his fiance moves on. They didn't even know. Gets married and has a kid. Yeah, they yeah. didn't even know if he's going to come out of it. It's shocking because it's like the next day to him. You know, He wakes <laughs> yeah. up and he doesn't even know. He has to, he, well, the he nurse has to comes ask. In. Yeah, before they even uh, do that. Yeah, the nurse, the nurse comes, comes in and yeah. he like, snaps out of it and he grabs the nurse. And all of a sudden, he has a vision of the house burning down with a little kid in it. Yeah. He knows the and kid's he, name. And it's, he has these weird visions where he's like in the vision too. Yeah. Like his bed was on fire. Like, but then he like, so he's having a response. Well, he says her name. He let, says Amy's, yeah. Amy's burning. A, so, and but there's still time or something. Yeah. Well, the nurse says Amy's my daughter's name. He's, he's like, the house is on fire. Amy's in the house. Oh. There's still time. Go get her. Oh <laughs> you know, he does God. that Christopher Walken scream. Yeah. yeah. He's so good. I love his yeah. off kilter oh, delivery. Is, oh, yeah. yeah. And but, she saves him. She saves the little saves girl from burning her life. Yep. So you could tell immediately right after that he is woken up from this coma with an ability. Yeah. But yeah, when his parents come and they have to break it to him that it's been six years, you know, because he looks at himself. He says, why is it? They're like, you've been in a horrible car crash. And he's like, no bandages on me and everything. Right. And they tell him it's been six years and your wife has moved on. She's got a kid and everything. That's and crazy. So now he's, and he had a limp. And so he has to like assimilate back into society. Yeah. He, um, the, the creepiest part of this movie, which is something that always scared me as a kid because we grew up in Massachusetts and we played a lot of hockey. We played on the ice a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But because of where we were, the ice didn't stay yeah, that was, thick for very long. There so, was really four big visions. This is, tell about this. <clears throat> so he goes to be a tutor to a rich family's son mm-hmm. who's like they're trying to get him to come out of his shell right the guy knows that of his ability i yeah. guess it's gotten around that he has some kind of yeah but he he kind of hires him just for his ability as a teacher yeah not and he tries a, to get his son to like be more like involved because right. his dad's like one of those like wants to organize a bunch of shit so his dad organizes a hockey team mm-hmm. with him and his friends buys a bunch of uniforms and they're gonna have a practice at the lake and he I think he grabs the kid to give him a hug when he's going yeah, home. Yeah, when he's going home. And he sees all the kids go through the ice. Go through the ice. Oh, yeah. shit. And he call he he's like, Don't He goes go. back with him. He go, he goes back to the guy's house when they drop him off because the driver just came to yeah. pick up the kid. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then he first of all he makes the guy say he wasn't gonna go. Yeah. And uh it makes the older the father 
tells him to cancel it. And finally he relents yeah. and he cancels it. But then you find But out. he has that angry scene with your line, man. He, That's right. he ends he up breaking the base. He's like, the ice is going to break. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so, uh, so he leaves. Johnny, I think, is his yeah, character. Johnny's. And uh, Walken's name. And he puts the practice back on. The kid doesn't go. Mm-hmm. But then the ice breaks and a bunch of people drown. All the kids oh. die. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite visions, if I could talk about it, is yeah, yeah. Uh, with the doctor. So oh, his, yeah, yeah. his doctor, early on, certainly sh- shortly after he gets out of his coma, he grabs the doctor's hand. And he immediately sees, he, it takes him, it like almost transports him. This is the only one we actually didn't see him physically in the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he actually sees what's going on. He sees this uh, wartime is being like, like, a is, is like a, it's almost, uh, there's an invasion into this small village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people are fleeing. And this oh, little kid right. gets separated from his mom mm-hmm. on this truck. The mom is getting pulled away and he's screaming for his mom and everything. And, uh, and then he's, you see that uh, when they come out of the vision, uh, or even during the vision, he's like gripping this doctor's hand, and the doctor's trying to pull away, and he can't do it. Yeah. And he finally, Johnny falls over on the ground, and he keeps. He looks at the doctor, and he's like, "The kid is safe. The kid's safe." And he's he's like, "What's going on? What happened? Did you have one of your visions?" He says, "What? Who is this kid?" And he says, "You're the kid." Uh-huh. He says, "Your mom is alive." Uh, who he thought he was dead yeah she thought she was dead for 50 years he says your mom is alive and not only is your mom alive i know her name i know where she lives and i know her phone number here's the phone number and i know her phone number and he immediately sits down and he calls the phone and he's like is johanna there and she's like (coughs) she's like yes hold on and then he's like he's like you can't believe it he's like shaking his head and you could hear his mom getting on the phone and he's like hello hello and he doesn't answer and he yeah. tells johnny and johnny's like why didn't you answer he says because it wasn't meant to be he's like but you have an ability here that i i just don't understand well the when tom scarrett comes to his house this is what you want to tell a little bit this yeah tom so scarrett. what his his wife marries tom scarrett no no no, his, no no tom scarrett's just the chief of police who who needs oh that yeah, vision yeah, i yeah, thought yeah. you were talking when he yeah. first meets Mark they're looking Shea. for a serial killer yeah, they're looking for not a serial killer, but it's just a killer. No, it's serial. a killer. Well, he, he killed one person. No, I think he killed a couple. Oh, about, did he? Yeah, yeah, about, he how, killed several people. How about just a serious killer? Serious, <laughs> serious <laughs> serial killer. <laughs> no, it was a serial killer. He's killed like three people, uh-huh. and, and it's been happening during the coma. So it happened all during the coma. Uh-huh. That's right. And then so Tom Scary hears about his ability yeah, and shows up. They at the bring house. him to the crime scene. Oh yeah. wow. And, and at uh, first, they have him try to pick up cigarettes. Yeah. He's, he's not getting anything. You know? yeah. He touches the body. Yeah, they bring him to a freshly killed body at the he's gazebo. He transports himself into the scene before the murder happens. And you you get to see the murder happen. Oh, wow. And it was a... And he sees the face And he of sees the, the face of... And it's the, one of the cops. It's, it's, it's the deputy the that's behind him. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck. And so, but when he comes out of the vision and he looks around, and it, the and name he, of the deputy is Dodd. And uh-huh. he's looking at uh, Tom Skerritt, and he's like, it's Dodd. And he was like, and Tom Skerritt's like, what are you talking about? He's like, it's Dodd. I saw his face. And then they turn around, and and uh, he's, he, gone. he's like, and then the other deputy says, he just took off in your car, Sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so they show up in his mom's house. And yeah. this is the and this scene. Is, man, scene this scene stick with you. Yeah. Whose mom's so house? Dodd's, his, mom's, Dodd's house. mom's house. Okay. So Dodd's upstairs. The, the mother's kind of crazy, yeah, too. Yeah, she's Does she creepy. have a gun? Well, she knows. Remember when That's Johnny right. Johnny walks know. in the house and grabs his mother's hand, and you Johnny knew. looks at her and he says, you knew. You knew oh, wow. <laughs> that he did this. And yeah, tell this and scene, so because this he, is a scene that so bothers our he goes up and locks himself in the bathroom, and I guess he's trying to figure out what he's going to do. But finally, he decides he's going to commit suicide right. in the most horrible way possible. Worst way you could. He no one would do this. He takes a pair of 
those super sharp scissors. Like haircutting scissors. Hair, oh. And he like props them on the sink oh, between like, the drain like and this. And then grabs the back of his head like this. Oh. And put, opens his mouth. My hands, opens his opens mouth as wide mouth? as he can. What? Stabs himself in the goddamn mouth. And it gets him like one end yeah. of the mouth, the other end like almost right here. Oh my god. And they show it for a flash. For a flash. A flash in that the will tub. stick with you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> then he, like he's like he, pulsing in the tub. His body's with, uh, like flipping. It's yeah, flipping. that's uh, awful, dude. So, Ugh. but then the movie takes a turn. It takes it's like almost like a two-part movie. So, he's Johnny's things, in the house. Things one day. get better after that. Well, not really. He gets but. shot. The mom <laughs> shoots him too. So he the mom shoots uh, uh, Chris Christopher Walken? Walken. Yeah, yeah. Did gets he? he gets shot. Okay, uh, but, but he the, he ends up recovering. Yeah. He ends so he up goes going. home. That's when he's just teaching kids. And he answers the door and and his his old fiance yeah Brooke is Adams. there mm-hmm. with uh, somebody some her new husband. Yeah, and they're handing out flyers for the convention for um, senator who's going to run for, for senator, which is Martin Sheen's character. Oh, okay. And uh, she invites him to come, and I guess he's intrigued to see her again. He's not running for president yet; he's just running for senate. He's just running for senate. Yeah. And so he introduces him to him. Well, he, he goes to the rally, yeah, and she sh- yeah. he shakes his hand, and he sees. What's going to happen? Well, that's at the rally. They show it in two parts. Though. Well, that's at the rally. Remember, he ends up, they tell him, you know, George Stilton is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah, show yeah, the yeah, big, yeah. Uh, they show the big. Like, uh, he wouldn't let go of his hand during the rally. Yeah, he, he ends up showing up at the rally. That goonie hand was kind of crazy. Uh, oh, yeah, he was. Uh, but tell him, so he touches his hand, and what does he see? He sees him fulfilling his destiny. Like 30 years from now. Oh, as wow. President as president. Of the United States. Oh, wow. Launching a full-scale nuclear thermal attack. Oh, and you can tell he's something. like crazy. Lost his mind. Like, yeah. he's lost his mind. Yeah. Like, like I've seen my destiny, destiny, and the destiny is to start this war, and yeah. I'm going to do it. Oh, and no wow. one's going to stop so, me. Oh, Mr. Walken wow. sees this, and he goes back to the doctor. Yeah. The one that didn't call, the one that put the ethical, like, seed in his brain. Yeah. He's like, well, what would you do if you if you knew Hitler? If you knew Hitler, and right. you could kill him. And he's like, I'd kill the son of a bitch. Yep, yeah. kill the son of a bitch. Yep. And uh, so Johnny's like, he could have picked a different way to do it. Yeah, but he gets it in his head. He's got to kill Martin Sheen. Oh wow! And one of the guy end scene was awesome. Was so awesome. he's doing Such a rally scene. in like a rally hall, and Christopher Walken has like a bolt action rifle. It gets there real early. Gets there real mm-hmm. early. Gets into the, on the balcony. Balcony. And so. He gets a shot off, and Martin Sheen grabs his fiance's baby, yeah, and holds the baby up over his head, and you what see the photographer the take a picture because Johnny so, misses him. He doesn't. Johnny get misses the shot. him, and then Johnny gets shot. Oh wow! And falls and so off. The goon shoots him, and then Martin Sheen comes over to him and was looking at him, and and walk and grabs him again. Mm-hmm. And, and they see the cover of Time magazine with him holding the baby oh, up. Perfect. And he's like. He's happy because he's like, your career is over. Yeah. Well, like, they show Martin Sheen shoots, yeah. shoots himself he in the shoots head. Oh, in the head. And blood spews all over the all Time over magazine. The time oh, magazine. And he's wow. like, you're finished. Yeah. Oh, that's what he says. That's so awesome. He, even though he didn't shoot him, he yeah. still was able to put the course in motion. Yeah. To, like, oh, such a great movie. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome, oh, dude. so good. I, I'm assuming that, uh, that Stephen King was happy with this Yeah, one. this was pretty close. Yeah. This was pretty close to the Because I read this book and it wasn't that far off. Grandpa, our grandmom's dad, Jack, Read the book, read the Stephen King book, and loved it. It was really? like he's only read two Stephen King books. He ended up trying another one after this. He tried Christine and he didn't like it as much. But Dead Zone, mm-hmm. he was so enamored with it that he asked me if I owned it. And I said, Yeah, I own it on VHS. He's like, Can you set it up on the TV and I'll go there while you guys are at school one day really? and watch it? So he came to Port, into the house at Port Charlotte. Did just, he like the movie? Loved it. Loved oh, okay. it. Okay. Sat there and watched it and it just 
made his day. I thought it was awesome. I didn't even so think he watched movies. I saw an interview one time, and they said that um, the only thing that could have made this movie better was if uh, Christopher Walken had more cowbell. <laughs> now, now I would have liked to have seen a few more flashback scenes because those. Oh, were, yeah, no, so they sound good. like they, they make the so movie, good. you know, except for the ending. I mean, the ending yeah. sounds fucking awesome too. There was one that they didn't show that was kind of mildly disturbing when he grabbed the reporter's hand, and the reporter got that. Uh, he's like, well, he was explaining to him what happened to the nurse at the beginning, and it, he was like, oh, can you tell what happened to me uh, and everything? Can you can you tell something about me? And uh, he was like, well, I was touching her hand, and he was like, oh, oh, touch my hand. And he's like, you want to know if you die? He says, we're all gonna die. You, yeah. you want to know? Uh, do you want to know why your sister killed herself? And then oh, you could shit. see the guy's like freaking out and pulling his hand away from her. He said, yeah. wait, you fucking freak! But you could tell that he touched a nerve and he told yeah. him something that he saw. That's that we didn't nuts, get to see. Dude. So yeah. it was really interesting. All right. So mine, number one, it's my favorite thriller probably of all time, is 1980s Brian De Palma's Dress to Kill. Mm. Love Dress to Kill, man. I don't think you've seen no, this. No, I haven't. John Lico? Uh, no, uh, no. Uh, but it had that kind of elements to Raising Kane, what okay. you're thinking of. But it was uh, Michael Kane. Michael Kane. Was he in three of our movies? He was in one of yours? Was he, he was in one of yours? I don't think he was in It was in, in two of yours. And, or yeah. He was, in, Death, uh, uh, was just in Death Trap of yours. Yeah. Okay, so you have Death Trap and I got Dress to Kill. Where were you on Michael Kane, man? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I was busy with Top Gun. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> that didn't get you too far either. <laughs> uh, so, Dress to Kill. It started off with uh, you got Angie Dickinson, you've got Michael Caine, you've got Keith Gordon, who we've talked about several times on this pod. He's the kid from Christine. He's also from Back to School, the kid uh-huh. from the dorky kid from Back to School. Yeah. Uh, he play, He's in this movie. You've got Dennis Franz is in this movie as the cop, and so the movie starts out. Uh, with this weird kind of scene with Angie Dickinson where she's having this vision of her having sex with this uh, this guy in a uh, in a steamed up uh, shower and then she gets taken from behind and someone starts choking her and she wakes up. And you see her go to her shrink. It's a body double. Uh, that was the body double. Yeah. <laughs> she read the script. I read that she read the script. I saw it in an interview. She was, she read the script and she was like, Brian, there's there's like beaver shots in this movie. I'm not doing that. <laughs> and he's like, don't worry, we'll get your body double. Yeah. So Everybody body for double. years though thought it was That her. was her, yeah. Uh, so she ends up going to her therapist, who's Michael Caine. And mm-hmm. she's saying she's not happy in her marriage. She's having these fantasies about having sex with other people and everything. And uh, she ends up leaving. She goes to a museum. And there's this great tracking shot. Brian De Palma is always famous for his tracking shots. This is one of the best ones. Where she ends up kind of doing this flirtatious thing with this guy who sits next to her on a bench at the museum. where And then she sees him and then... She, uh, she leaves a, her glove intentionally behind, hoping that he'll find it. She has a reason to go up to him and uh-huh. everything. But then she kind of feels aw- awkward and leaves the museum. And he's outside, and uh, she ends up smiling and coming over to him and saying, "I'm sorry I didn't come over to you and everything." And they end up going into the to a cab together, and they end up making out and basically having sex in the back of the cab. Hmm. And they take her back to his house. And this is where the uh, the movie really takes off. She wakes up in the middle of the night. Uh, she had sex with him. She's leaving him a note. And this was, it's got to be just a nightmare for some people. She's leaving him a note. Uh, Thanks for the good time. Maybe mm-hmm. we could do this again. Right. She opens the drawer uh, to get some paper. He's still asleep on the uh, on the bed. She pulls out a pad of paper, writes, thank you for a good time, uh, leaves it up there. And then she cocks her head and she opens the drawer a little bit more. And she sees a notice from the health department telling uh, this guy that he's tested positive for gonorrhea. Oh, and she's shit. Like, oh, 
fuck? Oh, and she's shit. like so upset that she just leaves. Yeah. And she gets down. She gets in the elevator <laughs> and she gets down to the. Uh, she didn't stay upset for very long. <laughs> no, she, she's upset. But yeah, she gets down to almost the first floor and she realized she forgot her wedding ring. So she's got to go back up. She goes back up and when she gets to that floor, she opens the door. And this big woman wearing this black trench coat and dark glasses is standing there with a straight razor and just dices the shit out of her. Oh, it's so fuck. bloody. Yeah. The scene where she is just bleeding to death and slices her in the neck, slices oh. or in the face, in the neck, in the throat, right through her hand. And uh, the doors close. <clears throat> And she ends up going down a floor. Oh, well, shit. Two floors down, you've got Nancy Allen, who's that really uh, bitchy girl from uh, Carrie, the one that ends, ends up yeah. pulling the thing. And she's she was actually married to, to Palma at some point, and I'm not sure if it was at this movie. Mm. So she's waiting at, uh, t- to get on the elevator. And when she gets on the elevator, she sees this woman, Angie Dickinson, who's all in white, covered in blood, reaching out for her help. And she, uh, uh, Nancy Allen reaches out to, to help, and she looks up, and she sees one of those, you know those mirrors that they put in the corners of the yeah. alleys so you can yeah, see yeah, who's yeah. coming? Yeah. She sees it, and she sees the woman on the side with the straight razor is still in the elevator with Oh, her. fuck. And so she backs up, and the elevator closes, yeah. and uh, she runs away. She runs to the cops. Well, Angie Dickinson, the woman that had this tryst with a guy, her son is Keith Gordon, and he's at the... Uh, He's a really smart kid who's really do- does a lot of this tech uh, stuff. He's at the police station, and they call Michael Caine in to, because he's the therapist, and they're explaining to him that you're uh, this guy that uh, this girl uh, sh- got killed Angie Dickinson's character and everything, and do you have any other clients that she might have met there that she might have ran across that's a lot of psychopaths, and he doesn't want to reveal anything like that. Right. He's like, well, I'll... I'll look into my book and I'll let you know if there are any. And Keith Gordon through this whole thing has bugged the room because he's a really technical kid and is listening to this happening. And Dennis Franz is like the cop who's who's one of his first cop roles where he's just like that dick. Why don't you help me? Why don't you yeah. give me the names and everything? So Michael Caine gets back to his office and he gets a phone call on his answer machine. He's checking his messages in his uh, answer machine is this woman named Bobby and is like, why won't you help me? I want this sex change. Why won't you help me? Uh, I'm gonna, I just had to kill, I had to kill this stupid bitch in an elevator because you wouldn't help me. I borrowed your straight razor. Oh, and Michael Caine's like fuck. freaking out and he goes over and he opens the drawer and the straight razor's missing. Uh-huh. And uh, then uh, he also says, some, uh, some bitch saw me, but I'll take care of her too. And Damn. meeting Nancy Allen, yeah. so the the Keith Gordon and Nancy Allen kind of have to uh, to kind of do an investigation on their own, and the kid sets up this little camera outside Michael Caine's office to take a certain amount of photos every couple seconds mm-hmm. when uh, of people leaving, and they're trying to uh, kind of get a record of all the uh, patients, and maybe they can find out who it is. Right, and uh, apparently. One of this this woman Bobby who's been calling in that wants the sex change operation has gone to another uh, therapist, and so Michael Caine at some point uh, confronts the other uh, therapist, and it's actually the mayor from uh, Ghostbusters. Oh, really? Therapist? Yeah, Lenny. And he, and he Lenny. Lenny. And uh, Michael Caine's like, I need to talk to you about this uh, uh, this Bobby client of hers, and he's he's very weirded out the uh, the Lenny character, mm-hmm. and he's. Uh, He's like, well, why don't you come back to the office and we'll talk about it and everything. And maybe I'll talk to Bobby about it and maybe I'll uh, I'll get back to you of what's going on. 
and uh, and see if I can help you. And during this whole thing, Nancy Allen's come up with this idea, uh, and I'm going to kind of ruin some stuff here. Oh, go for here. it, dude. You're fine. And, ruin uh, it. It's a really fantastic, uh, shocking ending, too. So Nancy Allen You decides, gave it away if you listened to your voice earlier. In did the, I really? I'll tell you. Okay. I'll, tell you <laughs> I'll tell you what you did. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Nancy Allen decides to show up at uh, Michael Caine's office and distract him while Keith Gordon goes in and checks uh, the, uh, the logbook with the names of all the, uh, the patients uh-huh. so he can do it. Uh, but Keith Gordon's outside looking in, and it's raining and pouring out. And while he's looking in, uh, Nancy Allen's going so far as, can I take off my uh, my robe? And she's wearing nothing but sexy lingerie, trying to really <laughs> distract him and everything. And uh, at one point, the kid looks in, and he sees uh, the killer. He sees that big woman with the trench coat on. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, about to kill Nancy Allen. And one of the cops who had followed... Keith Gordon there shoots through the window and kills the woman uh, behind her and realizing this is when it gets crazy shoots the woman and you see him they pan one of Brian De Palma's great pan shots to the ground and you can see the wig is not on Michael Caine anymore uh, because Michael Caine was this woman Michael Caine was Bobby uh-huh. leaving the messages on his own answer machine wow. and when she met Lenny Lenny is his psychiatrist and Lenny knew exactly who he was talking about right. but didn't want to cause like some weird psychotic break in him sure. and said come back to the come back to the office and we'll talk about yeah. it maybe we can find Bobby and uh, we oh, can work wow. this out so you realize Michael Caine was this crazy and this was one of the first times they ever did this in a movie before yeah. mm-hmm. with split personalities and like what you said with John it's weird that you mix it up with John Lithgow yeah, because yeah. it was very Raising Cane type, yeah. of, type of thing and it was just it was thrilling and crazy man yeah that's awesome when did I give it away I give it away you, you said she's her therapist oh really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. but they actually to make it to make people not be able to figure it out they actually did had use, a voice did, no they oh, used they, a female it almost looked like Angelica Houston to me it's it, she was actually another actor in the movie. It's the female cop that shot through the window at Michael Caine they was the woman her. that was in the outfit when they showed her killing people. Oh, wow. Yeah, they didn't want people to be able to spot Michael Caine or anything in the role, so they cleverly uh, put him in there. But, man, it was such a great De Palma movie. Whenever I think of great De Palma movies, I automatically go, you know, I mean, you go carry, you go. That elevator scene, if you just pull up Dress to Kill elevator scene uh, on YouTube, I'm sure you can pull it up and it will be really uh, amazing. Uh, Could you scene. imagine what it would be like, like, you just left a person's department and you're about to get on the elevator to leave and then that person comes dressed as another person yeah. and kills you like the it's, psychological like no and just, that's why it's one of these amazing fuck, movies man. to watch uh, a second time through because when he when Michael Caine shows up at his office to listen to his uh, messages he's affected by the message he you is tell that you don't realize that he just came from killing them yeah he just came from killing her he shows back up at his office listening to his message so at some point he must have called his own office when he was uh, Bobby right and made those phone calls and just to have no clue that you are are these two different people it's yeah. just it's and there's there's been cases where this happened with people with uh, split personalities, and it's just amazing. What was that movie recently when the split. guy held the girl split? Split. Yeah, yeah you'd good. love Split, dude. Yeah. You have to see Split. Yet, really good. Really I good. saw they added a, a super. There's a supernatural episodes. element to it, though. Yeah. yeah. Like, one of his personalities, he physically changes yeah. his body. Well, there's a new movie coming out with him in yeah, uh, the Glass. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's it's basically the remake or the sequel to Unbreakable, but they're working in the Split guy. Uh, character in it too. Yeah. So they're starting their own. He'll be the muscles. Universe. Samuel L. Jackson will be the brains, brains and then and Bruce Willis Bruce will be the, will be the one that has to stop both of them. Yeah. <laughs> so 
it'll be interesting if they work in another character. I, I would hope they would work in someone to help Bruce. They yeah. need another superhero. The Haley Joel Osmond out. is going to come. Yeah, yeah. I see that. He's yeah. going <laughs> to see the shit out of us. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Over there's a ghost. And over there's a ghost. You're no help to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen shit yet. Yeah. <laughs> he was great. He did an episode of Drunk History. Oh, really? Oh, did he really? That's funny. It, it, and he was like a he was like a rich. He played a rich baron or something. Yeah, really he was great in Tusk. He was really That's great right. in Tusk. Tusk. I loved him in that. Mm. Yeah, he was great. A weird movie. He should be doing that. Yeah, it was a weird, weird movie, but he should be doing a lot more stuff because he's still, he still got it, man. So yeah, that's it for eighties thrillers. All right, I'm not thrilled. sure. Yeah, are you? Are not you? that it's over, but I'm thrilled <laughs> that we did it. <laughs> Next week, I think we're going to do uh, possibly one of our director pods, but we'll keep a secret who it is. But we've talked about it earlier. It's going to be someone that everyone loves and uh, done uh, a lot of amazing movies that uh, we can't wait to talk about. So, till then, if you want to get a hold of us. You can uh, leave us a message. I saw there was a comment from you on uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on SoundCloud. Yeah, what was it? Uh, I think I said this is my favorite episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a wild yeah. card, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then uh, you can get a hold of us or leave us a comment on uh, iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also get a hold of us on Twitter at Dupree Podcast and uh facebook at fascinate or fascinatewithfilms.com and email fascinatewithfilms at gmail.com that is all That's the places where stuff. we will be a lot of places to get a hold of us man you know social networking it we're not on Instagram. I think that's the only oh, thing we're not thank on. Thank God. Yeah, I, I have Instagram. I never visit it. So I, it's just, my, yeah. my girl does. Every once in a while, I'll go on her uh, site and I was like, "This pictures of both of us all over this thing." <laughs> like, what the hell is going on here, man? I did not give my consent. I did consent. not approve of that. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. Till next time. See ya. Peace. Bye. Well, that hit the spot.